When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Dating. Two, one, we love. You want to start rapping right away? Damn, even working on his beatbox. You can't say Damn. You've been working on his beatbox. Well, Don't say damn. You said it three <laughs> times now. Just kidding. My 90% just turned to 88. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I, the reason why I started to do the beatbox was because I was thinking about how it would be weird if we like started the podcast halfway through having the conversation about if Skinny from the Nine and Gina Views were dating, which is clearly what we were about to discuss right there, like what the dynamic might be like. Is he a whole fashions fan? Does he have half his face back? Because currently half his face ain't working. I think when she Sad. got when she got through with him, both sides of his face wouldn't be working. Ooh, so. I'm gonna make that other side of your face not work. <laughs> this is like not funny. That very po- not funny. Very dark. He'll be looking like Droopy the dog walking in the room. <laughs> I think that's a stroke. Is is oh, is he the second person you've ever heard of this happening to in your entire life aside from Justin Bieber? I was about to say Justin Bieber. No, I don't. I had never heard of it before Justin Bieber. I've I've known Your multiple sister. people. I know people that have with that affliction. Yeah. And really? It, yeah. You too. Josh said, "Oh, Your my sister? sister." I thought she had shingles. It's kind of the same thing. Really? Yeah. The same. You side are so out of touch. Hold Your on. own sister. She told me she had shingles. She never said half her face stopped working, but half of her face looked like a genital herpy. You got to call her shingles from the nine now. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, you want to talk about your wife like that? <laughs> I mean, half her face was like melting off. It was really scary for a minute. It actually, it, it, where, it 100 it was, it was pretty bad. I mean, okay, it wasn't literally melting off, but it was as close to melting off as you could be without actually melting off. Is her face like 100% back to normal now? Mostly, but there's a little bit of scarring and shit from that. Damn, bro. Wait, Josh, where do you draw the line where it's like insults? With, with Adam, with your sister. Not my sister. I used to fart on her head. I can say whatever you I want. You can't fart on her head now. You got to knock you out. I know that. because she's traumatized because I used to fart on her head when I was a kid. <laughs> now Josh farts on her head. <laughs> Yo, why does it smell like cheese in here so bad? They eating oh, that's burgers the, and stuff? Oh, they got burgers? Or, what do you got? Chick-fil-A sandwich. Okay. Gina, okay. why did you pause mid-bite? She's still pausing. <laughs> Yo, what the fuck? What the white like, shit dripping all down her face? This is crazy. We need a camera to... Like the Carl's Jr. commercial when it was washing the cars? We need a camera to film <laughs> Gina's face dripping with She's ranch. Like, no, it's crazy, too, because she was sucking on the sandwich, and then all of a sudden, white stuff starts dripping down her face. She, she started, Amen. <laughs> she started listening to us and then immediately stopped chewing or eating or anything as if she couldn't chew and listen at the same time, which is... And there it is. There it is. It's like a whooping crane showed up. Is that the whooping cough? That's the whooping crane. Hmm. Or the whoop. No, 
Wait. Yeah, whooping cough. What does a whooping, whooping cough, crane right? sound like? Does it sound like Gina or does it sound like something else? Whooping clan. <laughs> whooping clan. <laughs> whooping clan ain't, ain't nothing, nothing to fuck with. Hey! No, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. We ain't good. I didn't do it. I stopped myself. We're past that territory. We can say stuff like damn now. Do you see how scandalous you are, though? You like you literally tried to. Everything's scandalous. Everything's hey, scandalous. Hey, and before, before we even get into that, you know what's extra scandalous is me rocking out on this podcast with my black Fashion over jeans on them. I hide the, the joint for the TikTok's sake. I love my fashion over jeans. I wear them as often as possible. So shout out to them for supporting the podcast and this underlying TikTok, I'm guessing. Wait, what are you talking about the TikTok? I don't know. There's usually a TikTok after we talk about You really over. like a TikToker now. No, it's in the contract. Oh, But yes, I am a TikToker now. Follow me, <laughs> Adam22, on TikTok. I have 149,000 followers just to date this right here because I'm coming for that million, bro. You've been going live, too. A couple times. Only like two or three times. I haven't caught it yet. But I don't want to see you with your shirt off. That's the embarrassing thing is that I get way more views on TikTok uh, when I take my shirt off. Like I'll be, I'll be in the gym working out fully clothed, and I'll be like, oh, I'm going to do a TikTok. Boom, shirt off. Gay as fuck. The the um the only TikTok live I've ever seen, subsequent uh, consequently was actually shirtless, <coughs> and it was the Island Boys arguing with each other. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I seen that one. Yeah, it's like it it almost looked like a schizophrenic episode. It's but, like the same guy when they're like, blaming like you stole my style before yeah. everybody came to know of them as the Island Boys because they did the Island Boys thing. Like when I interviewed them, it was mostly because they got famous from arguing with people on TikTok and Instagram Live. Yeah, like that was their whole thing. They had a whole cast of characters, different people they would argue with all the time. It yeah, was ridiculous. Fly Soldier when it was just Fly Soldier, and he would argue with this kid. Uh, you're, you're acting like there was a time before Red. 4X, no, no, no. Well, yeah, now known as Kodiak yeah, exactly. Red. Exactly, it was Red 4X, and they had this some kid named like Enzo 954. There was the yep. green hat. There was a. I would go to sleep watching <laughs> YouTube clips of the. That is a lot. Yeah. No, I'm. Which one is the nigga that that um he got put in the car and he said that you can't be a blood no more? Cuban doll. No. <laughs> Oh, that's not Cuban. Though. You're thinking of pun. I, you know what I'm I, talking I about, think right? That was, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the isn't that the end zone? Oh, you're just talking about the Island Boys. Yeah, didn't they? they, they uh, and one the, of them, he was like, "What was his name? Him, Carlos." He put him in. The, <laughs> Josh is still laughing at my joke. Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> he thought that was good. That was good. Okay, note to self: go in on pun more. Y'all yeah, both go at it. Bring in puns, forgotten lore. <laughs> I run a site called punlore.com. <laughs> go outside and fight me like a man. <laughs> That's lore. Crip lives matter. Talk to me like a man. That was, that was the most amazing. We don't discuss business. Was Pun a rapper? Big no. Pun. Oh, I th- see, I just assumed that he rapped. Oh, well, yeah, he was a rapper. Yeah, he was a rapper. But I, I thought Pun rapped as well for some reason. Nah, just a... Uh, he was just an enforcer. producer, inf- enforcer. <laughs> he, he wraps his fingers around Shug, Josh's neck. Suge Knight-ish type of person. Yeah. Nah, but nobody wants to give off that energy these days. Hell no. Nobody wants to be the Suge Knight type. Mental it, illness. We're a little too aware of it. Today's times when you just do a little bit of anything, you want to be a, he wants to be a bully. Yeah. Gangs I'm, are bad. Unless, okay. unless you can find these activities to Clubhouse. <coughs> mm. And then mm. you could be as much of a Suge as you want. <coughs> you know what drops in a couple of days is my... Patreon, well, that we're gonna, we might talk about that later, my friend. But you know what drops in a couple days is my 1090 Jake interview that I did that is right. going to be a Patreon exclusive. I'm stealing Vlad TV's model. I'm going to have to tell him about this at some point where basically 
We did an interview with, with uh, 1090 Jake from afar. We're going to drop the clips one by one on the Clips channel. The full interview, you can watch it right away on the Patreon, or you can wait and watch it after the fact. And I'm going to try to make this a, a continuous relationship where we try to think of like new, new stuff for me and 1090 Jake to talk about over and over. Basically, if you're not getting the picture, I'm trying to make 1090 Jake my boosie. Pause. Okay. That's good. Why you got to pause that? Because gay dudes say boosie and they mean pussy, but like boy oh, pussy. Oh, pussy. Like boy pussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Feel like that boy pussy. pussy. Yeah. I have a request. I want to make it clear that 1090 Jake and I do not have that kind of relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> the streets now can rest. I have no knowledge of 1090 Jake's pussy. <laughs> <laughs> or lack thereof. I have a request. Yeah. Can you please name the fucking food show title? It's been a month. And the people think the show is fucking canceled. I will have you know that I sent a snarky email to the team today saying I would appreciate some suggestions for the title because, like, I did the title and I'm like, I need verbiage. I need you guys to, like, suggest things to describe the food, especially because I'm watching the video and it's like, you guys are eating this ridiculously succulent steak type thing that's, like, <laughs> sitting in this huge pot of just juices and it looks so insane, but I am not a food guy, so I don't really know, like, what to put in the title. Why do you make everything sound gay? What? Like succulent with juices. You're like. you're over no homoing this podcast. Just Lush. It really We're gonna sound talk about that. You can say that, that anymore. Pause now, Adam. No, but I'm saying you can't that, say like, no homo. Oh yeah, as long as I've been into podcasting, like I remember back in the early days of Combat Jack, and I'm talking 2016, talking 2017, that they had a referendum come down where they decided that as black men that they didn't want to, and I guess there was a white guy too, so I can be premium Pete in this example, but that they didn't want to keep playing the pause game so heavy because they felt like it was taking away from some of the quality of the discussion that they were having by having to say pause every five seconds. Now, I, get I think that the right thing to do is that you should at some point abide by the true nature of the pause game, which is to say that you only say pause when it's something that it really is exceedingly gay. Now like I'm bussy. I, I might have crossed the line with the bussy thing, but I thought that was hilarious because it was funny. Just the fact of like I don't think anybody's ever done a joke where they confused little bussy with the bussy thing. That's a good one. See, I'm, I'm just saying. I think I was bringing something new to the table there. Somebody's gonna be a rapper named Little Bussy one day. But yeah, I was looking his balls. Pause. Yeah, yeah. Him and Lil Nas X got a whole mixtape coming. But I, I mean, I, I just say all that to say that I think that. You need to, on a podcast, feel like you have the right to call somebody out for over-pausing because it is a thing, and at a certain point, it kind of takes away from the podcast, and we've probably all done it. A podcast. That might be one right there. <laughs> <laughs> Becomes a podcast. <laughs> Let me ask you something, Lush. Yes, sir. Let's, let, let's have a little chit-chat with Lush here. We could do that. Is that like, was he in detention? I noticed that... You seemed to notice the chat perhaps having some some comments, some chitter chatter, some feedback. What do you what are you taking from the chat and from the fans in terms of your performance? Pause. <laughs> <laughs> no, what do you Fair. mean? Like, what do you mean? Well, you came to me right after the podcast last time and said, like, "Hey, like, I know there was a lot of comments saying that I was talking too much or whatever, and like, you know, I just want to let you know that I'm not going to do that all the time or whatever." Like, 
what, what what did you take? Like like what made you think Man, of that? Fuck this nigga. I mean, well, he said that because we saw him say it in the comments. Well, I didn't. And I also lush. I don't want you to get into the the groove of feeling like you're beyond criticism, which some people do on this podcast. So right. Like, we start talking about yes, exactly. <laughs> one, of, one of them has their hand in the air. In terms of like you know. I think we should all be able to sort of go back and forth and have conversations about what works and what is good on the podcast and stuff. And, you know, there, there was like one thing when I was kind of thinking about it after the fact, I was like, maybe at some point I want to point out to Lush that there is kind of like a time and a place for a meth tale. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that. That's something that I kind of feel like you could it be at amazing. risk for doing. Well, yeah, it was good. It was good. I'm sure. I don't really remember. Awful, but I think that, you know, that's just like one thing that I might want to throw out there is that like sometimes you know that that's something to think about is that you know that like when you want to pick and choose the 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 moments for the meth tales no absolutely um and i felt bad like podcast meth tales are like a, a genre bad podcast it because it's it kind of a genre the equivalent for me in house phone is like when we sort of find ourselves just telling like xanax stories for 45 minutes on the podcast because it's like it's it's kind of like easy low-hanging fruit i could do xanax stories too if right you, prefer. Well, you well, are the new house phone adam's gonna just try to pick on you all day but see this is why you are retarded it is because you say picking on instead of like working on the podcast like it doesn't need to be framed as like bullying or like antagonizing because that's not I'm at not all i'm not gonna say I'm... bullying but sometimes you can send a fucking text no i you specifically... don't gotta do it for the whole world well I no spe- i think this is good content to talk about lush's I status spe- i specifically asked for feedback that's what i'm saying like i want <laughs> and to that's why we, you don't <laughs> wait until Tuesday don't do the victim you. narrative yeah. <laughs> that ad does of trying to make everything like oh they're picking on me it's like no we can talk about the quality of the product without making it a bullying narrative. Yeah, you're not, on me. No, but you're always like, but you choose to frame me giving you any advice about the podcast as me like basically bullying. No, me. I always take your advice and I implement it. Yeah, but usually you'll like argue with me for a while first and it's try to act like I don't have a point and everything it's before you do that. It's part of the game. Here's the thing. I'm not, I'm used to being the most like verbose person on the pod. I'm used to carrying the conversation. Mm. I'm not, I'm used to being, I'm not used to Lush being. one. I'm not used to being a midget on the shoulder of giants. You know mm. what I mean? Little person. So, yeah, <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, this is getting, pause, pause. A little person on the side. <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. It's, it. um, so when there's dead airtime, which I've been told is like the number one sign of bad podcasting, I try to steer past it Mm. so that's just my instinct and now i'm realizing that it's a bit excessive and also i'm just going to keep it 1000 percent transparent like i want to make sure that i'm a part of all the clips so when there's clips if i'm not (laughs) talking in it it's like damn what's this guy just standing there for sitting here so now i realize i don't need to necessarily always need to crack a joke or put my input in every second even though I know a lot of people enjoy it. Well, it's a tricky balance to figure out because it's like, yeah, you want to be a part of any conversation. And like, you know, it it gets trickier and trickier the more that you're around other people and you maybe at a certain point realize like, fuck, they're having a really good conversation about something that I don't necessarily have something to offer about. So I'm just going to cede ground to them and just completely like excuse myself from 
this for like 15 minutes. That's how I felt when we were doing the thing with academics and Gilly and Wallow and Whack is like at a certain point, I'm like, I'm not going to go crazy trying to make myself a part of this conversation when clearly it has nothing to do with me and it's it's going very well without me. You know, That was a sparring match. It's kind of a weird yeah. dynamic. I'll here. just wait till you guys bring up meth and then I'll <laughs> pipe up. And <laughs> How's the clip of uh, Lush One talks about how meth destroyed his teeth? How's that doing? That was a pretty good title. 60, I'm not going to lie. 60K. See, that's pretty legit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. People tend to enjoy that content, but I also don't want that to be the primary mechanism steering the conversation. Mm. Like, I have here's the thing I will, you said, like, you only have one chance in your podcast career to tell all the stories. I have an infinite reservoir of stories, and it's not because I'm like such a cool person, it's because I've lived a colorful life because I've had such a dysfunctional existence, and I've kind of stumbled upon a lot of things that make for interesting fodder in conversations. <laughs> but that don't mean that I need to assert them every single five minutes. Yeah, because it's like there's always this kind of battle in your head of personal anecdotes, like telling a story about yourself to, like, illustrate the point. You know, like, we could be talking about some fucking thing. God damn it, I forgot my notes. Uh, could somebody grab this from my office? Thanks. Um, Flex. But, yeah. But, uh, and they all leaped up simultaneously, too. <laughs> if y'all could have just seen what that looked like, it was I forgot. Crazy. The new I, guy, he's so cool. I had a couple pieces of paper. But, uh, you know, because it's like always like... Do Josh you, number two? Do you want to take this moment to sort of share a personal anecdote about yourself that kind of relates to it? And I feel like as a podcaster, that's the thing I think about a lot is like, when is it time for me to personalize this? Especially when I'm interviewing somebody. Because it's like, I feel like that needs to be like... 90% them, 10% me. So it's like if I am going to share a little thing about me, I want to be like very thoughtful about when it's worth doing it. No, absolutely. And I don't want to personalize every conversation. I think a lot of it... We already had, have AD for that. Superhero complex. <laughs> right. But, and I think um, a lot of it had to do with, you know, like let, let's, let's say it's like a gang and there's the newest member on the set. He just jumped off the porch. He got to do a lot to prove himself. Mm. He got to put in work. He got to earn his stripes. That's you trying very, to catch some bodies for the team. I had I had to go out <laughs> and sh demonstrate my value. And I feel like now that I've done that, and people are saying, you know, have showered me with compliments of what I bring to the table. It's unnecessary. Now I'm just another member of the team. I know you're a diehard Reddit reader. You you seen the the graph of like the the heroes arc or whatever, like or like the podcast arc where it's like yeah. you're like unknown and then you're loved by everyone and then you're hated by everyone. <laughs> and it's like that is reality unless you can like provide enough value to continue to be useful to the audience essentially, you know? Right. And then on top of it, I think a lot of it is about being genuine, not being self-aware, being genuine, and not being egotistical. Mm. I think that's the number one thing that tends to, not just with this audience, but with any audience, when they see that you're feeling yourself too much, they're like, we can't relate to this guy anymore. He thinks he's better than us. Fuck him. I respect how, how serious you're taking this. No, I'm, this is the most important thing in my life. Like, Damn. ever. I don't, I don't got nothing else. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is, I, I want to be the best I possibly can be. I see a potential for a huge, you know, I could be, I could be Adam 23. You feel and, like Joe Budden? Like, you, the music mind, is like not doing that good. So you're like, I, like I, I, I could find new life through rocking a K Subi hat on the No Jumper pod. Subi. But, but, but the thing, <laughs> I always say K Subi. The, the thing, House Fun's not even here and I'm still getting shit for that. The, the thing about it is, um, 
it's made every other aspect of my like all my music my streams are through the roof really yeah wow. like my streams are through the roof mm -hmm. all the views on all my old content interviews they're all going up fans are digging up my old shit showing it hella love that's that reddit stimulus package i guess yeah which is super dope but that does that doesn't make me no, want to kick just, out of that one <laughs> <clears throat> that don't make me want to like do that other stuff more. It makes me want to lean into this because I feel like there's never been any aspect of my creativity that lends itself to my strengths as mm. an individual as podcasting. And this being the platform that I've watched more than anything else, it's like, might as well rock with it. Like we in an era, baby. And, and the fact that I'm able to be a seminal part of this all-star team seminal is fire what's the definition of so seminal? basically put is it my, related to semen how about this put my picture on the flyer for the live show and, and it's all good. he said fuck blasey <laughs> i didn't say remove anybody <laughs> <laughs> no but i'm saying the the flyer is just at the end of the day sharp and the no jumper show featuring house phone that and, is a good point yeah house phone is on the flyer but it's uh, like, damn it! He ima the no, 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 imagine no, no, no. House Phone oh, not showing up to the fucking live show. Like he's, he's definitely showing show. up. He can't fight off the cloud. I think out of out of you know, just to be generous, it should be all four of us for the No Jumper show on the live show. We no. gonna, the look, I'm just gonna say this: whether or not you down with that, whether sure. whether see, or, school. Oh, thank you, whether or not I'm on the flyer, we gonna see what happens when Lush won Steph on stage. We, we gonna see. He raging we gonna, no, we gonna see what the people have to say. You gonna moment. come out and show your bussy? I'm, I'm gonna throw that boy pussy. You gonna come out and, and spit a verse or something? I, I'm not gonna need to. Mm. They they gonna be spitting my verse for me. Mm. I'm gonna just come out and be being myself. You should get a face tattoo. Maybe I'll lose my virginity that day. I don't know. You should definitely get a face. You tattoo. get a face tattoo. I, I told y'all I want to get the head tattoo. I want to get the. Um, that shit hurt. Do it. Yeah, it's all right. I got tats all over. I want to get the the Julius Caesar leaves around my head. Oh, that's a great idea. For a bald guy, it's kind of Permanently fine, right? having that on your head? What could go wrong? Yeah, you're going to love that idea forever. I'll fuck with it. What, what's wrong with it? I mean... It's better than having fucking Lisa no, Simpson. No, for Don't sure. you have a <laughs> cock on your forehead? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you to fucking talk? <laughs> a cock with a swastika on it on your forehead? For sure, I want you to look like the Little Caesars guy for the rest of your life. <laughs> For sure, I won't say pizza, pizza every time I see you. Hey, that's a good one. Hey, Josh, please bring that up. Pizza, pizza. Oh my God. You gotta, you gotta wear a toga. Hey, it's rock that toga. You know what though? It's better than having a bald ass head. At least I'll be something else, and I won't be Uncle Fester anymore. Like I'm trying oh, to, trying to shake this. Yeah, Uncle Fester was like, yeah. are you down to be Lord Varus for Halloween for the office party? Okay, I could. So there's, it's either that. The penguin. Be quiet on the set, guys. Wow, yeah. See, look. <laughs> Put us in the corner. Lushy, lushy. Damn, we should order one right now. I don't know, like five bucks. <laughs> Six dollars now. Six? Highway robbery. Never mind. I'm, I'm going to tell these bitches. <laughs> if these bitches say that, that I'm like the little Caesar guy, I'm going to say, bitch, I'm hot and ready. Come Bars. on. Fall back. And I got that cheesy bread. You dig? And I got them cinnamon sticks. <laughs> Make it cheesy. Believe me, baby. What else do they have? Cinnamon sticks? The breadsticks are fire. I'm gonna be real with you. I don't know if I ate one of those things in like ten years. It's a poverty meal. Yeah, it's, it's absolute, a great poverty. It meal. It is a great poverty. It's meal. It's the pizza you would eat if you had no other pizza option available. It's the to pizza you. you get when there's like 15 kids around. You just get like 20 pizzas and just let them go crazy. Speaking of eating, 
Sports fans, are you looking to have major league style but are on a minor league contract? Well, good news. Our friends at Vincero Collective have sponsored this episode to make sure that all our listeners are saving big as they accessorize their autumn outfits with premium watches. I have one on hand right here. It's beautiful. Premium watches, jewelry, sunglasses, and much more. Other watchmakers have insane markups. Their well-designed accessories make sure you look class while you save some cash. For a limited time only, get 20% off and free shipping site-wide with our exclusive code NOJUMPER at V-I-N-C-E-R-O collective.com. Basically, they make some incredible products for low, low prices. And if you're somebody out there who's uh, balling on a budget, I would definitely recommend that, that you tap in. They have over 30,000 five-star reviews. They've been named GQ's go-to brand for premium lifestyle accessories. And with the holidays sneaking up, this is a perfect gift for someone that you love. So buy it now before they sell out. Get 20% off and free shipping site-wide with the code NOJUMPER at V-I-N-C-E-R-O collective.com. Support our shows and use code NOJUMPER at VinceroCollective.com. Accessorize your life at a winner's price with Vincero. I had to put uh, put my Breitling in the pawn shop a little while ago, so maybe I'll just rock this Vincero in the meantime. Did you really have a Breitling at one point? I have a Breitling. How much were those? Uh, the one, the, Did they come with your car? The Super and didn't. Oh, the, I was like, flex. The, the, my car came with umbrellas in it. It sure did. Yours did? No. It's a Draco oh. song. The I met Rolls. A, I met Rolls a girl, Royce, yeah. I met a girl who has a weed line called Princess Cuts yesterday, and I said, Princess Cuts on my wrist like an emo bitch. Fire. <laughs> no clue. For real? Felt bad. All that dick riding will get a sucker flip. I'm like, damn, I just Come wasted on. that reference. That's an incredible reference. And that's one of Draco's, my favorite Draco bars, because that's like... <laughs> A battle rap esque punchline that's mm. like as lyrical as you can possibly get. That's like a double entendre. I'm fucking with the new shit. I love shit. that. That's one of my favorite lyrics from Jankies, anybody ever. Break dance when I hit the, that shit. Hard. The, that, no, the new shit. The new shit is dope. Yeah. But I, I, I stand on this forever. Draco's magnum opus is Cold Devil. That's him at his absolute best. That's like the most nimble flow he ever had. I agree. It's the best beats. It just like it, it just captured such. Such like a snapshot into an era. But it's the craziest shit ever when you listen to how he used to sound back in the day and how he sounded towards his later releases yeah. and how different like his voice got. I like his very first project. Me too. Yeah, I like the old Me stuff. I've been going to 60 Seconds. It's honestly like All two different stuff. rappers. It's like totally different stylistically. Like I fuck with both of it. Yeah. No, yeah, I love it all too. I mean, I Dra- break dance when I hit them. Any, anyone that knows me knows that Draco's like seconds. pretty much been my favorite rapper for the past like Seven years. Since Sorry, granddad. Out. Right. But, but the um, post prison or post incarceration PTSD Draco that's like super infatuated with just pressing lines mm-hmm. it doesn't hit me as much as like, you know, I'm flocking, I'm on some fly shit era of Draco. Like, you know. Um, well, speaking of flocking, well, not exactly, but congratulations to our boy, Lil Dirk. Who beat his charge, and apparently King Vaughn was the guy who shot the dude. I remember when that happened when he first. <laughs> oh no, there's nothing I to mean, clap yeah. for. It's not really like what you want to celebrate. It's unfortunate because in reality, it's like, oh, Vaughn would have been 
being dragged through the fucking legal system if this was still uh, available for that them to charge the him with. That would be the least of his problems, in all honesty. Keep that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Vaughn would definitely be up north for the rest of his life, realistically, at some point. But still, the fact that, that Dirk doesn't have to deal with this anymore when it was hanging over his head for like a huge portion of his career, that's actually pretty amazing. So I'm definitely happy for him. And we, we all probably owe him a little bit of grace that we probably didn't give him at a certain point because I think at a certain point everybody thought that Dirk was kind of fucked over this case because oh, yeah. they allegedly had video of him fucking shooting the guy. I don't know if they just saw what they wanted to see in the video or if they just charged them together, but at one point they were claiming that they had actual video footage of Dirk leaning out the window and shooting this guy. Now, I work with a some of Dirk's producers and the rumors like or the, the conversation within his camp was that Dirk might get washed for this. And that really? was yeah, that was a narrative when it happened for a long time. People were very concerned that we're close to him, that he was gonna get caught up for this. So I agree. It's glad that he doesn't need to have this hanging over his head in the midst of all this success. And it's crazy because you could look at Vaughn in this in two different ways. Now there's enough murders attached to Vaughn. There's like literally this wasn't a murder, this is an attempt, but he's got like four murders that have been put on him since his death, or multiple murders to the point where he qualifies as a serial killer <laughs> based on the, like, and I'm not saying he is one, but based on the, the definition of what a serial killer is, he has done enough to meet those qualifications. Now, if you look at it from that perspective, it's like, damn, what are we really listening to and celebrating? I think as rap fans, though, honestly, like, we're pretty lucky to have gotten to live through that because think about it. They have to go and like recreate Jeffrey Dahmer's crimes. You know, they have to make this whole series about him and shit. King Vaughn was tweeting and making music about this shit while it was happening. Realistically, even if he hadn't tweeted about it, because I don't think they need to like rely on tweets or shit that happened in videos or whatever to prove that any of this stuff happened. But the fact that he shared that much of his life almost as if he knew that he just wasn't really meant for this world or that he was, wasn't going to be around to deal with the consequences. It's pretty in incredible. Them really tweets with him it. and that girl going back and forth. Oh, yeah. It's and like I was crazy. just interviewing uh, FBG Young and FBG Dutchie, and I asked them, I'm like, how do you feel? I, I brought up the whole thing about uh, Trapper Ross getting threatened by King Von's team or somebody representing King Von to basically delete the stuff about KI from his video. And, and I actually called them out because I go, I go, you're doing the drill rapper thing. Because they're like, oh, I don't think he killed her. Like, rah, rah, rah. You know, they don't want to ever, like, They don't want to give him the glory. They never want to give the glory to an op, for right. sure. Yeah, and I, I just called it out as soon as they did it. And I'm like, I'm so glad I'm at this point in my rapper interviewing career where I can just call this for what it is. And they laughed their asses off because they knew that they were doing the exact thing that I was saying they were doing. Joe Budden, don't watch this conversation, please. No, you should, definitely, you should no. definitely check it out. Ooh, but, is Tool here now, too? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, we gotta, but, he, he probably got some <laughs> thoughts on you. Joe, Joe and me are cool. We've known each other. You think? Me. I mean, we'll Until see. Until he realizes that you're a potter. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Call me Harry Potter. Don't play with me. Harry with, Potter. Um, That's my new ad lib. Fox. I saw Southside post this clip of some random kid rapping, and then the ad lib is just Harry Potter over and over and over. <laughs> and I, I just forgot about it, and I have to... I'm just, like, saying this so I can bookmark it and go look at the Instagram post later. But talking about, like, the... Put the, it in the Reddit. The Drill Era tweets, the most sinister one to me that always struck me is, like so cold was after jojo got murdered and then sosa mm. tweeted the laughing emojis like ha 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 jojo wanted to be just like us 
And this that is was, like the day he died. I was that, like, that just like told you everything that you needed to know about how cold-hearted a lot of these dudes were. Right. And just really painted the picture for you. Like, in case you didn't get the point, death is nothing to that's, these motherfuckers. That's like the new one. They was like, uh, what, what is Lil Durk for his birthday? See, he's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's like, look, these are people that he's. These are people that potentially killed his people I mean, that love him. So it's like, you, of course, you're going to look at them in a dehumanizing manner, right? Right. No, I mean th- that's what they're setting it up for you. They give you all the information you need to be a fucking hater when you listen to their music, right? And and with that being said, if you look at it from a street perspective, Vaughn did the right thing, holding Dirk down in that moment, busting the shots for him. So was someone trying to rob them, or what happened to that? Allegedly, like something, something to that degree. Yeah. You know, so he I did, did what he was supposed to do. He I, did. I just interviewed this dude, Joe Coscarelli, from the uh, New York Times, right? And he's, he writes about rap for the New York Times, and he took time to write this whole book about Atlanta. He, he, he spent mad time with, uh, with Lil Baby, so Lil Baby's kind of like the focus of the book. He spent mad time with Lil Reek. Do you remember him? Mm-hmm. He was like signed to Brodinsky at some mm-hmm. point, and like his career has kind of floundered since then. He spent a shitload of time with Marlo, who was like signed to QC and like was a little baby's homie before he got killed and everything. And so I read this whole book over the weekend and interviewed him, and it was just like really fascinating, sort of like seeing the extent to which he really crept into all these fucking people's lives and just spent so much time with them and stuff just for the for this book. And I was thinking, I'm like. There's so many stories that I've been up close and personal with that I could feasibly write a book about, you know? But then when I, th- I was thinking about it, and I'm like, the, I feel like the Draco thing needs a book. But what am I going to bring to the table that Trap Laura Ross didn't do in that fucking video? Like, it would be very difficult to bring more to the table than what that motherfucker did in it's that video. It's too early for that, though. Well, but these days, you know, like nowadays, six, no, but the, yeah. the six nine thing happens, and there's three documentaries that's, out within like two that's years. Crazy though. Yeah, and I'm to in all. Think of them. about it. <laughs> but there's also a difference. Like Traplor Ross is an amazing archivist, and he broke it down. But he's also like looking at, at it from an outsider's perspective. You have inside. You've hung out with these dudes. Mm-hmm. You really know them. And, like, and but that was the crazy thing about talking to Joe Coscarelli too is that like, dude, he works for the New York Times, so he's got like access to the best journalistic resources. I don't really know even what most of them would be, but in terms of like having fact checkers on staff and like being able to get access, like the reason why he's spending so much time with little baby and shit is because he has a fucking New York Times email, you know, like. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. People are just down to pick up the phone or down to email you back when they realize that you're from the biggest fucking paper in the world, right? And so he, even he was basically just saying that he has a huge amount of respect for 1090 Jake and Trapalore Ross and that, like, you know, because I was saying, like, with dudes like that, 
being just like a completely independent YouTuber who's covering shit, the door is completely open for you to just like do a bad job of covering this shit and, and basically, you know, do fake news techniques and like sort of outrageous shit to like Welcome click. to Swamp Stories. <laughs> <laughs> Bang. But like when you really look at how a lot of these guys are doing their thing, it's like they're they're taking the responsibility that they have with the size of their platforms very seriously, and with somebody even like Ten Ninety Jake doing the paperwork for sixteen. So he do and, his due diligence before like, he put it up. Yeah, he's like he and he's taking down videos that are getting millions of views because he thinks that they're fucking misrepresenting somebody. Like in the case where he did the video about a uh, about a um, hundred K track and shit like that. You know, it's like it's that's what inspires me is like seeing. The YouTuber sphere actually taking itself serious enough. Would you take that advice if you find something inaccurate? Would you take a video down? Of course, I do it all the time. I felt bad because Fresh hit me up last week saying that he didn't actually, he wasn't the one who put the video out. Oh. And I watched this whole long ass video with academics and him arguing about it. And I, I thought 100% that that was how it it's happened. It's how people title shit down. Yeah. And it baits you in. Yeah. They got me a little bit there. And see, that's the, the that is the only problem with YouTube, as you said before. It doesn't have the same checks and balancing system. However, I get ninety five percent of my news from YouTube. Rather, I don't read the New York Times. Like, I get ninety five percent of my news from David Russell. Yeah, the facts, greatest. Facts. Oh my god, <laughs> the absolute goat. But has anyone actually been able to identify like identify like his Instagram? Because I think I it's wanna... Flacco. That's my theory. As, as no, because what, what Flacco doesn't have graphic design skills. He couldn't make all those motion graphics. He has a whole team. That's fair. Yeah, they could definitely be Flacco. But I don't know. <laughs> and while and while everyone streams before the streams is over, they post the shit up. I don't. Flacco feel, be doing that Flacco shit all the time. Doesn't have the time. Flacco, if Flacco has a free hour or two in his day, he's gonna be making content for his YouTube channel. Adam, I think. I don't think he's doing all when that I'm for stream, free just to celebrate the No Jumper lore. The last couple of streams that I've been on, before I've got off my, as soon as I get off my streams, I see Flacco posting on his Instagram shit from my streams. I think Flacco's but David Russell. Flacco has a whole team of dudes helping him. If he was able shit. to get the if the David Russell channel somehow becomes monetized, it's Flacco. It probably is monetized. I mean, why wouldn't it be? Because maybe they need to get some higher of, stats though. It might it might be like close to having enough. I think it has enough stats, but I think the content ID would prevent it from being monetized, right? Like In theory though, that shouldn't matter. Really? Because it, it, getting your channel monetized is about the number of subscribers you have and the number of watch, watch hours, hours you yeah. have. And so even if you get that from stuff that is being claimed by somebody else like us, it doesn't matter. It's like you're still getting the watch time in it. And then you'd still be able to monetize other videos that aren't being claimed. So if a show is Flacco is essentially what you're but, saying. But when I was on... <laughs> Uh, Twitch all day on Sunday, which I'll be on Twitch again all day Sunday playing poker again this Sunday. But it was like, I'm I'm saying like, how can I talk to him? Like we see all this shit from him, but like, how do I have a conversation with him? Because I would love to just like hear his voice and have a chat on Twitch. My second thought is you. Imagine me having the time to do that. I have a theory. I don't even watch ninety percent of the shit that he clips. To make the clips. You want to hear my theory? Yes. You want to hear it, Lush? Yeah. I think. Parker's because, doing it. No. Adam has somebody doing it because 
He gets to eat off a of back on fig. He gets to eat off community clips. He gets to eat off harmonious gang. He gets to eat off of uh, Ace Boys Worldwide. This is his way of getting the bread and continuing. You get what I'm saying? That channel's definitely giving No Jumper Clips a run for its money. Let's keep it a full bundle in these streets. So See the flock or Adam 22. You think that I would want to be associated with being the one who brought videos out into the world and I, I, I don't even feel comfortable like vaguely describing what like is one of these videos that you may remember sort of which is and there's been other videos that are similar to what you're probably thinking about mixing you know references between people I, I want people to like really get along more I really think a lot of this beef is like more problematic and and not really worth it that's what that is a great veil of deception to hide behind. <laughs> exactly. Like, because <laughs> for somebody that used to be dissing people and enhancing forums and stuff, I, I think that uh, you could be pulling some strings. The thing is, is that all of my time is accounted for. Not the jack shake time. You want to look through my phone? No. I'm just saying. See, I think you came prepared for that. I'm just saying, delete, like, delete the no, history. look at, you it's can look through my camera rodeo. roll right now. It's not his first rodeo. You might see some dick pics. You might like it, Pause. but you're not going to see any fucking, you know, or even me. Imagine me making those fucking motion graphics. But I feel like you do. Whoever got to, does that is so fucking talented. That's what I'm saying. It's crazy. I don't want to, like, make an assumption, but I feel like he's an Asian high school kid. <laughs> you know, like... like some people shout to my Asians <laughs> that are so good at things like that. You like, know what I was thinking about though? <coughs> I heard some people within our group be like, "Like, why would someone do this? Like, how could someone <laughs> ever take this much time to do this?" And I was thinking about it. Like, it's not that different than what we're doing on here. It's like we all clearly get a thrill out of making content and putting it out there into the world and seeing the reaction. And it's like, yeah, it's not his content. But he's adding his own touch to it with the editing and the themes and the titles or whatever. So it's like if I was a young dude who wasn't making content or if I just was the kind of person who didn't want to make content, I understand the urge, you know? I think it's somebody in the office for sure. There's I mean, no way. it's it's essentially what? it's it's podcast fan fiction to a degree, but it's podcast fan they've, nonfiction. They've never brought anything to the table that wasn't publicly available. No, if but they were in the office, they would have access, they would understand the lore even more. But I think somebody is smart enough to know, let me just take the clips and, and title it the way like that and put it out there. Bossa. Are you trying to get me, me to segue into talking about Bossa Nova dressing as Ice Spice for Halloween? I did not know this. Spice Ice. I just want to know how he sus is? he's going to go with it because he could so pad his butt he and really... wear a gray mini skirt and. Speaking of bussy. Or, but or he could do like a. Like a dude version of Ice Spice, where he does the hair and he like rocks like a gray like jumpsuit. That's like, oh, is he really dressing as Ice Spice? Well, I just don't know how he, how girly he's gonna go with it. No, he really's doing it. Though. You gotta watch the Out of Focus podcast to find out. But the, he did say that. I don't know. He finna look like the sun will come out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Little orphan bossa. I mean, I'm hyped. I want to see what him as Ice Spice looks like because I actually thought about cross dressing as Ice Spice at one point just so that I could title it Old Spice. Okay. And I thought about it. I'm like, wouldn't that be funny if I showed up for a podcast episode one day and I, I get my makeup fully done in the morning. I get a wig. I fucking rock a gray mini skirt with fake boobs and I pad my butt. I rock some shoes, whatever. I shave my legs. 
It would be fucking weird. That's and commitment. I, but the thing is, Miss Twenty Two Fire. I think it would be tight, just as like a comedian, or I don't know if I qualify as a comedian, but a person who appreciates funny things. I feel like I also would probably never live it, live it down. In, no, in terms of like the rap fan base, like it would be used like. In response to like everything I do for the rest of my life, the same way that like the video where Lena did my makeup like five years ago, people always respond with that photo. As that if, one looks crazy. As though. if I used to like actually like roll around like this, like this that, was how I was living. That one looks crazy though. <laughs> yeah, it looks sick. If Bossa just took this carpet right here, this rug, and put it on top of his head, he can, he can get that, that, that is, low key pull it off. Shout out to the rug. But the fact, like, would you look at Bossa Nova differently if he came through just fully in drag? No. Just like Ice Spice? No. You wouldn't, but you're into trans people. Would you? Honestly? This is a false narrative, <laughs> by the way. I'm for sure not. Or a drag queen, I guess, as the case may be. I would think that uh, he doesn't like women anymore. But you don't have enough information to make that assumption. I was just, I'm just saying what I would personally think. Because he dressed as a chick one time? And if that's what he wants to do, then that's fine. Boss of the homie, but don't he be like painting his nails and shit? I swear to God, like that's all the young kids Adam do. Adam painting his nails. Days. No, I that's a, that's a step. Yeah, in when that. Lil Yachty sent you this shit, you painted your nails. I painted one nail for the vlog to okay. see what the nail polish was like. No, that's custard shit. I don't do that. <laughs> but for I, sure, like I a lot sucked one dick. Brandon Began. Brandon Began rocks was. the fucking nail polish. He's the wizard. I'm just saying he, he rocks the nail. No I'm saying a lot of young dudes don't. A lot of younger dudes they they do that. They're yeah. like, I might not be gay, but I can at least paint my nails. It's very glamorous. I see a lot of rappers doing it. Don't I see Emily Chopper or something Snoop, the other day? Snoop did it. He did it a couple times. Snoop? If Snoop yeah. did it, then it's automatically like pimp OG Snoop, status. Snoop had it, you know, a little... He had the French tip, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. He didn't like full painted, but, you know. What's the French tip? Where That's, they just put the little white thing the, on the Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little strip. Mm, what yeah. the fuck is that about? Girls like it. Did you see the TikTok with House Farm with the shiny fucking uh, toes? Oh, yeah. That there's, shit was... That was weird. But there's nothing <laughs> wrong with getting a pedicure. No, you get you got to get your shit clean, man. Yeah, but I learned the lesson, too, because I got, my, I got my toes done one time and got the shiny shit and just realized, like, oh, that's not it. Like, you want to get more no, of you a don't want it, finish. You don't want it on your toes. You want to get yours shine and buffered. You don't... See, some guys, they get the, the clear polish. You don't do that. That's sus. You get the shine and, you get the shine and buffer. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That sounds more right. So your shit squeak when they doing your shit. <laughs> just have, like... Three women on each foot, just like, yeah, there's something kind of pimp about it. That's like, how 80s living for I'm sure. fucks with it. Yeah? What, get them, getting them clean? You should, are you at the status in your life where you go to get your toes done, or do you have an Asian woman come to you? I go every, I try to go at least once a month, sometimes twice a month. You, you be, you be uh, mailing bopping? I got it. Um, this weekend, Jake Paul and Anderson Silva highlight the main event of what could be the biggest boxing pay-per-view of the year. Whether you're a diehard or a casual fan, every punch that lands could be another win at my bookie. Predict individual matchups, bet on fights to go the distance, or bet on one of my personal favorites, fighter to win by knockout for a much bigger payout. No sport is as fun to bet as combat sports, and no sports book gives you more ways to win than my bookie. And for a limited time only, join the my bookie family, and you'll have your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand bucks. Just use 
use promo code NOJUMPER on sign up to claim your bonus. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Now, I'm going to be real. That's a fight that I'm excited to see. I don't think no knockout's going to happen. Me personally. I feel like, damn. I, I feel like I like learned my lesson so many times not to root against Jake Paul. No, you can't. But then at the same time, and, and let me get that watch. We're supposed to have that on the table. Um, but then at the same time, it's like, dude, I spent all those years just watching Anderson Silva just beat the but dog shit usually, out of fucking everybody. Usually kicking everybody. Oh, this is boxing. This right. is boxing. Yeah, that is a good point. It's a big difference. That. Yeah, that's a good point. Jake Paul at this point. He, it's crazy. He's one of the most exciting things in the sport of boxing. Like mm-hmm. whether or not people want to acknowledge it, he's selling more pay per views. Oh, he's hands getting, down. He's getting people to pay attention to the sweet science, which has been very overlooked, especially with the emergence of uh, the UFC. He's out here that, with a lean belly. You see those TikToks? He's you, you, come on, come on. <laughs> That's what you do if you're Jake Paul. You got to go out there and get a cybernetic belly to do promo for your fight. You think this is going to be a successful fight though? Because I think oh, that, be that's a big question in a lot of people's minds. Is like, is the steam running out on the influencer boxing thing? Because didn't Jake Paul's last fight do not that great in comparison? But what other fights are even garnering close to the same amount of conversation? Yeah. Literally, Wilder and Fury Part 3 is the last non-celebrity fight that anybody was really talking about. Plus one, Can- no, no, Canelo, Canelo, Canelo. Canelo and Triple G. That, that Canelo, that, yeah, yeah, Canelo. That's it. I think if you... I think that this is the fight that is going to get people to pay attention because, like, Jake Paul has fought a bunch of people with decent names, but Anderson Silva is a different level. And so I think that there's going to be a lot of interest, but does that always translate into pay-per-view buys when a lot of people are just kind of like, you know, I could just watch a fucking clip on Twitter like a half hour later, right? Well, Not really, like 30 seconds later. The thing is, if you're an actual fan of boxing, you know that – most people have to fight a bunch of literal no names mm-hmm. before they even get a shot. Jake Paul kind of came out from the, from the get go. Yeah, like fighting people like no names, mm-hmm. and it's only been increasingly more like bigger the, as he's gone. The Nate Robinson knockout, like that, started the hype train in a lot shoo. of ways because yeah. that's when he first went outside YouTuber. And man, right? and, but I got to I know a way that he can really kill it. Who he fight his brother. Oh yeah, his brother is huge. His brother's a lot bigger than him for sure. But then for he's sure. but he's like way more seasoned as a fighter. Yeah, I don't know. They've talked about it a lot. But just think about everybody would tune in to watch them. They would totally them. do it, like re- regardless of if they planned on actually trying to knock each other out. They would one hundred percent do it at, if the time was right in their careers to just get the payday. They would, to, they, would, they would be able to pull the wool over our eyes for sure. But that's the thing. How would you incentivize like making sure they actually take it seriously? They can make so much money fighting other people. Yeah. I feel like they're more likely to do that when they like don't have to. They just both clearly have so many fucking opportunities on their plates. Yeah. You know? Then I seen Logan Paul in WWE. I said, Well, he's been doing a shitload of that. That's crazy. And I saw that, like, they, I'm not sure how the fan reception is doing now, but at least at first, there was a lot of diehard WWE fans who were not feeling him and were pissed off about him invading their space, you know? I mean, it's, it's been like that for the entirety of these dudes' career. Every time they step into a new arena, people are like, trying to gatekeep it and like no we don't want you like and look i love wrestling too but it's like people try to act like it's this super noble art form like oh god forbid um 
uh, God forbid Logan Paul steps into the realm of aggressive male cosplay. Like, come on, you know? You, you know, I like that the UFC fight over the weekend was in Abu Dhabi, so it started at, like, 11 a.m. or some <laughs> shit. So I literally, like, was already up. I'm eating breakfast, just got done my cardio, and I'm like... Oh fuck! I could just go pay for this pay per view and just sit on the couch for the next three hours and watch this fucking fight and not have to do anything on a Saturday afternoon. That's exactly what I did, and I had a great time. When is your family going back? I think Thursday, like next Thursday. So I have like ten days or nine days or something. Shit. And you be acting like you don't have time on your hands, bro. All right, David Russell, we yeah. see you, homie. But when I'm in here, like working mm, for David ten Russell. hours straight, it's like. It just is like it wouldn't matter if my fucking family was here either. Like yeah. yesterday, I was here from 10 a.m. to fucking 8 p.m. doing content. Probably in that office. Which is why it's so funny that you guys think I have time to be David Russell. <laughs> <laughs> You're like low on it. I'm, I'm like Flacco. Then I have one more theory. But, but this is an it. easy thing for you guys to prove as soon as you open up the possibility that I have somebody doing it for me. Because then all of a sudden, like anything's possible. I think that you're that sinister that you would do that. Nah. To be funny, though. I don't give a fuck. Although, I'm going to be honest. I'm thankful that there's somebody who doesn't. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I don't live in a world where it doesn't exist because it makes me laugh my ass off. But did you watch... Um, okay, I got a couple of No Jumping Universe things to ask you. Mm -hmm. Number one, did you watch the the pop-up podcast that came up with without Kiki? Lupe, who's... who's I, I don't think I ever realized how insane her laugh was until that podcast. I, and didn't, then, I didn't watch... I seen I watched the it. clip. It's I been didn't removed it. from the internet. I Why? I don't know, but it's not on the channel anymore. Um, yeah, like the so essentially Kiki's investors, the dudes that are behind the yeah, pop up, yeah, Rick, cool. Rick and Ralph, Rick and Ralph, right? Very nice dudes. The one Dave dude went off on a tirade at one point about how if his kid misbehaved, that he would like hang him. I don't think he meant like literally hang him, but that that was the one thing that I was like, whoa. That's probably why that I was taken down. That was a lot. Okay. And then Lupe's laugh was a lot. And then in the beginning, when they, when they were switching the camera angles, and it was like the audio kept getting fucked up, that might have been why they removed it, but that was pretty funny. I feel like with Lupe, I want to see a real genuine dialogue with this woman outside of her character. I want to know this fascinating story of this like Chicana woman from South Central who wound up being a member of a prevalent black gang, like, and that, but has... You don't think Cam Capone dug deep enough? I, we, we never really... It seems like everything winds up being comedic and this mm. character, neighborhood yeah. bro, and all that. I want to know really about her. I'm, like, kind of fascinated. Lush wants to know... She was selling chalupas. And then she met Crib Mac outside the studio. And then she got a no jumper appearance. She got a Cam Capone interview. All of a sudden, she's popping up at the pop up. Oh, look, it's still online. Never mind. Yeah, it's sitting there spreading false narrative. Look at this title Talking. C Mac wanting a BBW? Okay. David Russell changing the game. For some reason, I read that it's C Mac wanting a BBL real quick. I got, yeah. No. That's what I was actually thinking yeah. at the same exact time. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, That's... he should. Yo, I had Jonathan Wright in here. You know him? Who's that? He's like a hairstylist dude. He's like a hairstylist to like Nicki Minaj and City Girls and Meg and everything. And he fucking... Well, you know what the logical question is? What? He's gay, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. But, but okay. So... Spoiler. I, yeah. I basically like said stuff like assuming he was gay and he, he almost kind of like got offended. Because I guess he fucks with chicks too, I think. He said he had a kid and shit, so he got to at least have had some of that. 
but like i did feel kind of weird i kind of felt like i offended him at a certain point because i like just like because like he was talking about going to prison and i i said and it's not out yet so i shouldn't be spoiling it but i no, said no, go ahead i said i've talked to a lot of people who went to prison but usually we are we're talking about gang shit we're talking about like racial shit I've never had a conversation with a gay dude who went to prison before. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> he's like, wasn't, he's like, wasn't 100% fucking with it. And, I, and he's like, like wh why, why is that a big deal? He's like, would you be having sex? In, like, would you be having sex in prison? I'm like, in a woman's prison? Yeah. Like, it was like, he really didn't want to, like, acknowledge the fact that clearly prison is something that would be a lot different for a gay guy. Well, it's, you know, kind of typical for gay inmates to get victimized because a lot of people who aren't gay are getting victimized so you just assume that like to a gay person in jail or prison the situation is gonna be way more different because yo like if i'm gay and i go to prison i'm gonna be having a relationship <laughs> i'm gonna well, find me a little be, shorty you're gonna be tempted i'll just look. if i'm gay yeah why would the fuck wouldn't i it's like that's like if i go to a woman's prison look I'm am i gonna like fuck this. the women yeah can you identify as a woman and go to prison now? That's I like, heard people are doing stuff like that. There's a lot like of that. shit like that. You should I've totally heard, do I've that. I heard there's stuff like that happening. You're going to have to get rid of that beard, though. Don't assume Ooh. my gender. Look, anytime that, that I've... That happens. Anytime I've Whole been... Whole prison in, getting in, pregnant. Um, right? Anytime I've been in rehab with women, I wind up in a relationship. Every single time. So I could only assume that it would be... Oh, so you all your relationships come from rehab? No, not not <laughs> all my relationships, but I've gotten into several relationships you, you probably, from rehab. The, the dependency. Well, you yeah, want that, that solid rock in your life. Like, I could imagine that if I was, like, like, if I felt like I was a recovering addict right now, like, as if I felt like I was, like, tempted by alcohol or drugs or whatever, which in reality, I don't feel like that at all. I feel like... If I was single, I would have no problem staying sober or whatever. But right. I could imagine that if I had a real problem with drugs, that becoming single would probably be the number one biggest trigger. Because number one, you start hanging out with all these different girls. Some of them are going to be drinking and doing drugs. You know, it's like all of a sudden, there's just so much more chaos in your life that you're going to want to fucking potentially engage with. Well, if you're newly sober, if you're just getting clean, and like you're used to leaning on vices... What's the number one thing you're going to go to because you can't get high anymore? Pussy. It's going to be, yeah. And Rockstar. So, so yeah. no Rockstar. Pussy. Pussy. Exactly. Bussy and coffee. And that's it. Bussy and Starbucks. That's yeah. my day to day. Yep. Little Bussy. I see you. Yeah. <laughs> I see you. Bussy badass. How y'all feeling about Kanye? Oh, man. This is, this, the, the, this is crazy because it, like, literally every time I open up my Instagram, I see something new now. So like I literally just seen Aaron Donald um, and, and Jalen, they fucking, uh, Donda Sports, they denounced that. They said they're done with Donda Who's Sports. Who's that, basketball players? Basketball player and football player. Oh, okay. But that happens. Then I see the Adidas thing. I even seen Foot Locker make a fucking statement saying that they won't carry Yeezys anymore. Really? Wow, Bro, I didn't see that. That's shit, crazy. It's, no, it's, it's wild. Like, Netflix was even talking about they haven't done it yet, but removing the genie. And but I was but wondering they announced they that, that, that they're not going to. But, As of now. But there's a different Kanye documentary that's been being worked on, and that, I guess, has been shelved. Cease they're production. not. So that's the interesting thing about it is that if he were to have any chance of like getting back 
any percentage of what he's lost. He's basically going to have to go on an apology tour and start living his life in a completely different way. And he doesn't show any signs of doing that. So you got to think that now Kanye's journey, his struggle, because he's clearly still trying to be what he was trying to be his whole life, where he's trying to be this crazy billionaire, he's trying to be the shoe entrepreneur, this fashion god, this music god, whatever. That whole path is now infinitely more difficult for him. Like he's gonna have serious roadblocks in terms of manufacturing and products and getting it into retail and then in terms of music, it's even, like even what shows. labels he's gonna be able to work with. I mean I feel like at the end of the day, there's still going to be people that are going to want to fuck with him just because he is oh, so yeah. big. But it's like he's not going to be working with the biggest labels in the world. It's probably going to it's it's going to be fascinating to see and, who's down to go along with this ride. And I hate to see everything that's unfolding because you know I'm a big Kanye fan. <laughs> you know he's 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 he's. I mean, at the end of the day, he's our brother. You feel me? You know. But I just wish that like he gets some real help. And like not letting this shit spiral out of control, and I will be the first one. You know what I'm saying? If you to accept him back, if he, you know what I'm saying? If he sees the error and what he's doing right now, because you know he's he's letting a lot of people down with all the shit that he's that, that's going on. And I'm like, damn, looking at it as a fan, it's just it just sucks to see this shit because it's like my nigga, like Kanye is my favorite rapper. You know what I'm saying? Right. So to see my favorite rapper just putting salt on this and just keep doing it and keep doing it and it's like damn ain't nobody around him that's here to tell him like bro enough is enough but that's the thing is that you know there's tons of people telling him that this is not a good idea and it's not getting through to him because he's got no. enough people around him like the Candace Owenses of the world etc who are happy to you know do whatever and you know I had actually like my biggest tweet like ever, I think this, or not ever, but like in a long fuck of time. This currently has five million impressions on Twitter, which I was pretty surprised. Damn, it beat by. took the carts to Russia. Yeah, it beat carts to Russia. What a month! I don't even think of myself like a Twitter user like this. Like I read Twitter all the time. I tweet a little bit, mostly for promotion. I'm not really out here because you you notice that the thing that you do if you want to get big on Twitter is you go tribal. You say something controversial that aligns yourself with one side or the other. You say something super pro-trans or you say something <laughs> super anti-trans. Both of those work. What totally doesn't work is you saying something moderate and reasonable and nuanced in the middle. You know, And so I've, I, I try not to play that game too much. I try to like only tweet stuff politically when I like really give a fuck enough to like actually feel like I have something worth saying or whatever. And so this morning I tweeted this because I was just kind of taking a shit in the morning. It's uh what does it say? 8 30 a.m. So this is like actually immediately before I start my workout. So I was definitely taking a shit. A twitting shit. Yeah, a twitting shit. And I I wrote Kanye spent 20 years building one of the biggest empires in music and fashion and threw it all away because he wanted to repeat Candace Owens talking points on TV. And, and that's the saddest thing of all this to me is you can't, when you look at Kanye West and his musical contributions, forget everything else. Just look at his musical contributions. He is immaculate. You have to compare him 
to Quincy Jones, to Phil Spector, 100, to Sir George Martin, 100%. to Prince. You can't compare him to any other hip-hop artist. People were talking about a versus with Pharrell and Kanye, and I'm the biggest Pharrell fan ever, but that's a fucking laughable conversation. There's no versus between Kanye and anybody else. As a producer, as an artist, his catalog is the greatest, not just in hip-hop, but in modern music of the past two and a half decades. Everything else just, pales in comparison. Just him in the culture in general is is the, what what he's done and the strides that he's you know what I'm saying came to came to um, came to be now is like it's amazing. But that's what he said. Just to see it all go down, like it seems like it's over fucking night. Mm -hmm. And I will say this though, I wish, and I see a lot of people saying that I wish they had this type of energy for people that you that are anti-black. And they okay. say racist things Boom. and, and anti-racism for all. You know what I'm saying? If, but I feel like there is a lot of that. No, but nah, hold on, when you can, hold on. You can say shit about black people and you ain't about to lose. You're not about what to... What about, what's the dude, Donald Sterling or whatever? Didn't he lose this whole basketball yes. team because he said the N-word? Yes. Yeah, but, but uh, it's not... Okay. It's not but I feel this. like that's kind of like the status quo right now. It's like if you're a famous person and you're caught saying anything racist, you're damn near going to lose all your opportunities the same way... Kanye, not to, not to this degree though. And but okay, but this is also different though because it's it's one thing to be like a public figure who's caught saying the n word one time on camera. It's another thing to go on camera and publicly commit yourself to this anti-Jewish ideology. And I'm not saying that it's cool for white people to say the n word in, in private or whatever, but I do think that this is perceived very differently than even something like that fucking Donald Sterling thing. Okay, but be and that's a really solid point. But beyond that. Eminem had a tape where he was calling, said the N-word with a hard R several times. 20 years ago. Correct. Talk, talking about black women in a very derogatory manner, as disrespectful as possible, perpetuating all kinds of stereotypes. If that tape came out now, because when it came, it was a much different society when that came to fruition. And he re received little to no backlash from it. Well, I mean, the source did like dedicate the, entire issues to but it. But he's not going to lose his bank which account. Was, which he's the, not going to no. get The source was still shit. very relevant at the time. The source was. Is like, this is after only a couple years into the sort of double XL takeover. Like, the, the source, source was, was still no, no, huge. The, the source was the biggest. It was the in every was Barnes and Noble and grocery store it was in America. It hip hop Bible. Yeah. But keep in mind that why was the source pushing that narrative so aggressively? Because Benzino hated Eminem, for sure. And a lot of people saw through that and I think that that's a big part of why it wasn't as cataclysmic to his career as it could have been because A still at the end of the day when you get cancelled a lot of it has to do with who stands by you and Eminem had n almost no important people in the rap game really like fully turn their back on him and he has you know Dr. Dre and 50 Cent in his corner and it was so obvious to people it was so transparent that this was a Benzino hit job yes the tapes were real but the messenger matters a lot. You know, if Benzino really had been calculating when he put those tapes out there into the world, he might have handed them to a journalist from a more reputable publication. Because I think if it was a Pitchfork article or a New York Times article or some shit that exposed them to him saying that stuff, it might have been perceived differently. Let's be real. Mel Gibson said... Hope his wife get raped by a pack of niggers. But, he ain't lose his bank account for saying some shit like that. But let's be real. That was a drunken tirade that, yes, it's disgusting, and he said terrible things, but 
people perceive it one way when it comes off like a drunken fucking tirade when Kanye goes on all these podcasts yeah, Kanye, over and over and sort of like Kanye, affirms can, his beliefs can, on these things. But you can also say Kanye is diagnosed as bipolar he's literally, and he's not taking his medicine yeah, and they're letting him go on publications and say all type of things. That, that's what I'm shit? saying. Is like, I think that that probably is his out if he's going to be basically like accepted by corporations at some point. But That's in it. order for that to happen, he's going to have to say, hey, guys, sorry, I've been having a bipolar meltdown for the past couple of years. Please forgive me. I'm going to change my life. Here's how I'm going to dedicate myself to progressive causes. No sign of him doing that at this if point. If he becomes an that. outspoken advocate for mental health, yes. that is literally his escape hatch from this entire thing. And you got to give him credit because most people, Nick Cannon, I mean, he tried to stand on his shit and he, he was having the, meetings took, with rabbis 48 hours later. Man. He took the shows. Let's be real. Like Nick Cannon saw what was happening to him and he made a strategic decision to fall back. And I believe that he probably like was exposed to sh- information that kind of made him realize that some of the information that he was reiterating was maybe not the best information and like I, i'm not saying that he was totally full of shit when he apologized but nick, nick cannon fell back and is still realistically in the process of like restructuring his career right now because he had some spicy shit to say about jews what kanye kind is a way bigger star than nick cannon he said way crazier shit and he said it way more times and when you're saying it multiple times over the period of like multiple weeks and months People are just going to perceive that way different than Mel Gibson doing the N-word rant, which it's it's super fucked up, but it's also like there hasn't really been anything else in Mel Gibson's life story that makes us think that he's a racist, right? Besides That nigga nigga had like 11 fucking uh, uh, voicemails. And I listen to them all. Not, really? not just that, though. <laughs> yes. Mel Gibson is- You only- make me smoke. I'm, you, you ruin my day. I'm not trying to minimize it, because I, I don't on, know no. what the else he, Mel Gibson also- That nigga at one point was really breathing. just. <sighs> <sighs> he's a raging anti-Semite. He literally produced The Passion of the Christ, which was essentially a visual hit piece on Jewish people. I haven't and- seen that. Should I watch that? The passion I mean, of Christ. My, Josh, Josh, you feel me on this? Or my, my yeah. granny made you me. You fuck with it? My grandma made me watch Josh that. Josh hates it. Josh is a Jew, though. He hates it. But, when but, it came out, my granny made <laughs> me watch that, and I was like, oh, my God. Look, and, and, he, and that's white Jesus and all his glory. That's right. But, and, and this is my thing, is that Kanye is spreading terrible anti-Semitic ideas to a fuckload of people who realistically have never heard this shit before. And in response to that tweet that I put up today, I saw a lot of people who seem like normal fucking black people who feel empowered to some extent by the shit that Kanye said and the fact that he's being canceled. Like, this is a self-fulfilling prophecy to people like them that like, oh, look, he was right about everything. And it's like he's he's introduced a lot of evil into the lives and into the minds of a lot of fucking people. And there, in my opinion, and there's blood on his hands. And when I see that fucking white power group doing that demonstration in the valley saying Kanye is right about Jewish people, I mean, look at how he's fucking feeding into and empowering these people. Well, and I and mean, nobody from the KKK ever lost their fucking bank account. And, and that's, they probably did. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, I'm, just, I, I'm just saying, like, if the banks are aware of it, I'm pretty sure that that kind of because that shit happens all the time. You're acting like these white power sites, like the oh, Daily no. Storm, they all are like blacklisted from no, the internet. Nick, they have Nick, to exist. Nick Fuentes on the, doesn't have a bank account. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. Like, a lot of what Kanye said, if he had just contextualized different, contextualized it differently, would have hit 
and resonated. And nobody would have given a fuck if he did the Drink Champs interview and he was talking about the New World Order and the globalists, which we all know is basically code that all these people use for Jews. But instead, he actually said Jews, which... Props for him for actually saying what he fucking meant, but that's the reason why he's in trouble right now. He didn't now. even say Zionist. He said right. Jews. Yeah. And, and here's here's the thing, though. Are Jews very industrious people that happen to literally run the fashion industry, the music industry, the banking industry, Okay, the Nick media. Fuentes. No. <laughs> Lush hold Fuentes. Hold up, hold up. Hold I need up. that Photoshop. <laughs> here's the thing. Yeah, I'm Nick Fuentes if he actually got some pussy in his life. Woo! <laughs> well, he don't want it. Yeah. He said he loves Asian girls, but he got to marry a white girl. I feel bad for this motherfucker. Yeah, no. Nah, it's, it's, it's he don't a, know what he's missing out on. It's a slippery slope to fucking jerking off to tranny porn for Nick Fuentes. Let's I'll keep cop it Nick Fuentes an Asian hooker any day of the but, week. But, but here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Fuentalk. Is all... <laughs> Fuentanol. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Photoshop <laughs> waiting to happen. Wow. Okay. But the um, all that is true. However, what Kanye fucked up on is trying to imply that they have this nefarious intention and are tr- have this agenda of supremacy and suppressing, in particular, black voices. But anyone that goes against them and dis- and as a voice of dissension, which is clearly, I mean, that's a very dangerous line of rhetoric which is which jewish people have frankly seen before several times over the years but he would have a a a good argument there if he was being canceled by the jewish community for anything other than spreading straight up jew hate on you know massive podcasts like he really is doing something that i feel like the vast majority of the civilized world agrees is fucked up i mean look at look at uh pierce morgan he literally said you know you're being racist he's like yeah like, yeah, yeah. It's just, he's like, look at how Adidas can't cancel me for being anti-Semitic. Like, he's wearing it. He's like yeah. proudly I saying mean, it. Even though that he's losing all this stuff right now, you can't. And Dave Chappelle showed people this. Like, you can't cancel Dave Chappelle. You can't cancel Kanye West because there's going to be people that are still going to rock with him. No matter what. He's becoming the black Trump, essentially. But nobody is denying that Kanye West could make tens of millions of dollars a year. You know, it's like no matter what happens, I I believe that he's going to be able to release music, put clothes out. We've seen tons of people, comedians, whatever, they get canceled and they're still able to do shit. The problem is, is that Kanye at this point is in a different box than like a Louis C.K. Louis C.K. can still perform at these fucking massive arenas. I don't think those arenas are going to book Kanye West at this point in time. It's going to be like you're booking a fucking David Duke rally. And it's not, and it's going to take a while for him to get past that. And it's not like there's no venues, but he's going to be blacklisted from a lot of fucking venues at this point. He lost his agency, CAA. But most of the big venues are owned by AEG, which is owned by a Jewish person. So, there you go. It's and even, be but even if it wasn't owned by a Jewish person, there would be so much pressure. You think that the amount of pressure that you feel when you state an anti-trans position is a lot? Imagine being the guy who owns these fucking venues or the corporate higher-ups and all like a gigantic percentage of the people that you talk to in your industry are people who feel directly threatened by Kanye's comments. Think about the societal pressure that you're going to feel to not fuck with this dude. That It's going to take a long fucking time before that wears off unless he sort of just aborts mission, which, again, does anybody seriously see that happening? Well, it, Is it, he still banned from Instagram and Twitter? No, he still has an Instagram account. 
Does he still have a Twitter? I don't know if he still has access to it or not, but I I know as of today, because I was showing somebody the uh, good to hear from you, bitch, yesterday, which is (laughs) amazing, which is still the best quote of the year. Mm. But um, the, 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 the thing about Kanye and this line of rhetoric that he's spewing right now, it's what really made him start talking this shit. It was around the time he got deplatformed by Zuckerberg. Mm. And then all of a sudden, it's very similar to Hitler feeling threatened by um, or Hitler feeling like the, the Jews in his art class got more pussy and attention than him. And then mm. he started to like planted the seeds for his anti-Semitism. And then all of a sudden. But this is this is the thing is that he's personalizing it. But there's an attempt by a lot of people to act like, oh, Kanye is just being canceled by the Jewish monopoly on our culture or whatever the fuck it is it's like real regular people are are being hurt by this shit too like i i didn't even get a chance to watch it yet but i saw that casey neistat's uh clickbait on his new vlog or the theme of his new vlog is basically just him talking about how much he loved kanye west and how hurt which i I believe casey's jewish i can't remember but either way it's like really really like hurt like on an individual level i think that like a lot of fucking Jewish people would share that opinion. And it's like, there's like a real effort to act like that doesn't matter. And like somehow like these people, because a lot of them have money or in a powerful position, it's like not atypical of every Jewish person's existence, but I'm it's sure like the Jonah stereotype. Hill, Jonah Hill's got to be pissed. Jonah right Hill now. is at the Santa Monica stairs doing cardio right now. Mad Crying. as fuck. Cause I've, I met Jonah Hill there doing cardio. I don't know if that's actually something I should be sharing, but that was pretty tight. It's not like it's an AA meeting. He like showed me his phone and he's like, bro, like 90% of the time that I'm here, I'm listening to your podcast. Jonah Hill. I'm like, what the fuck? That's fine. I didn't even ask him for an interview. I probably should have gone for it. Yeah, you should have. I used to sell him weed. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah, because he's a a big Sig pig. Back when his name was still Feldstein. He loves Sig. Did y'all like his movie, The Mid-90s? That was fire. That actually was a great movie, yeah. He's, He's dope. But yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's it, it's a shame. But at the same time, the like you said, the scariest part of the whole thing is him being deplatformed at this point and silenced. Validates his argument in the eyes of all the people that are going to blindly follow him. Right. But I do wish there was the same energy when um people were doing this to black folks as well. Can Facts. we talk about how annoying the fucking conversation with T. Row was this morning? Today was the first day that you really like saw I, it for I, what it was. I usually like purposely like to go against you mm-hmm. with T Rail, but today I was like, <laughs> I gotta side with Adam today. <laughs> he don't mean half the shit he says. He's just yes, trying he to. Yes, he does mean he, half he the can't. shit he says. T Rail had a tweet where he said something nonsensical about how Kanye, how Adidas is worth thirteen or. Twenty billion dollars and Kanye's worth eleven billion dollars, which is not true. Which is ridiculous. He's he was worth like a billion or two before all this, and Forbes right now has him listed at four hundred million. I don't know where all this will settle, but his wealth is definitely taking a fucking dive. And either way, it's just not worth eleven million dollars. Either way, or uh, eleven billion dollars. But either way, th- uh, we bring this up in the group chat, and it's like there's a real T. Rel thing. It's a tick, I guess, if you will, where if a Famous black man gets in trouble for something, like he did it with the Will Smith thing too, is that he will just like refuse to have any conversation besides arguing that they're fine, they're not really canceled, none of this is real, Kanye can still make money, and it's just like, what what are you talking about? Obviously, we all know that he can still make money. That's not the thing that we're talking about. We're talking about 
if his career is going to be massively damaged I by think, this. I just think he right. likes to troll you. You I seriously think, think that, though? He was doing it to you, too. Today, well, today we had a, a back and forth, but I think, like, he gets off on just arguing with everybody. I think now, he, if he wants to really be, like, great at talking on camera, he should avoid falling back on this, like, crutch that he kind of leans on where he, like, sort of refuses to have real conversations. And, like, if he feels like he's being proven <laughs> wrong on anything, he just either pivots to, like, humor or just, like, saying he doesn't care. And it's like that. This should be about figuring out what's true and what's good and what's real. I know? feel like he's just a fire starter in general. He oh, likes to he just stir shit up. You love he, shooting him, Bale. Like he—he's the one that. Um, I mean, he stirred up the so much of the different office funk from the the <laughs> almighty shit. He stirred up. He's, I saw you and Josh talking about the fact that he basically is like the reason for all the office beef, or not not really like office beef. Because what's weird that people don't realize is that if. You know, you come to the No Jumper office, there's like no sign of any tension between no. anybody ever. <laughs> no. Besides, like, all the employees get along totally fine. There's like almost never any issues. And then, like, they kick the, it outside of here. And even the hosts, it's like, do we have like little confrontations and stuff? Yeah, but it's really not like that crazy. I will say that I wouldn't say that he purposely stirs stuff up. I think like he's the one that calls out the obvious is that people won't talk about. So if I got a problem with Josh, he'll get on here and be like, oh, yeah, you don't like Josh. And then it opens up the conversation and then everybody. So he calls out the bullshit a lot of times. But you don't think he, like, does it because he derives some kind of pleasure out of seeing everybody uncomfortable? Listen, I call the homie grimy all the time. 100%. But I don't You're think that he's... You're describing by the way. Huh? You're... You're describing pot stirring, which is exactly what he No, yeah. I, I just pot say... stickers. I, I think he likes to just call this shit out and instead of... <laughs> Like, I don't think that he's at home like, today, I'm going to try to start beef with Lush and House Phone. But I think Let he, me he, try to do this. I don't he think calls out it. a lot of stuff that's not even real stuff, though. Like, just for the purpose <laughs> of, like, stirring an imaginary pot <laughs> to create something. Which, you know, just leave me out of it. But he's like, definitely uh, going to dish you tomorrow. But, but the whole thing is that he just kind of has, like, a disregard for the truth in a lot of the arguments that we end up having where it's like he'll blatantly be proven wrong on something and just refuse to cede any ground and he'll just dig himself a hole where he just seems more and more wrong to the point where, like, nobody even wants to have the argument anymore. But then he'll succeed eventually and be like, you got me there. But this You're is right thing. about this point. If you want to then- have a dumb conversation like that on the podcast for content, that's kind of one thing, like, somebody taking the the devil's advocate side is one thing on the podcast but in the group chat it kind of like prevents the conversation from reaching interesting points when like the basic facts are being called into question like the the will smith thing or like this thing where it's like it's so obvious that everybody can tell what happened everybody can tell that this is bad that's not something we should really have to talk about but instead, we all end up talking about that instead of like digging deeper into it and talking about something with more substance. Now, would this be a bad time to mention that since Adidas dropped Kanye, Adidas stock has significantly dropped as well? Well, they have a lot less popular. Well, we, knew, we knew that was going to happen. But, but the thing Did is, we? is they, their, yeah. their statement was very aggressive in like corporate talk 
in the sense that when they say that those are all their designs and they're going to be the ones who sell them, they're going to be the ones who, do, who are able to push these colorways, et cetera, that's a real fuck you to Kanye of like, we're going to continue to make as much money as we want on your shoes off this stuff. Their stock price dropping was inevitable. They 100% knew that was going to happen because it's just a lot of their really popular shit they're not going to be able to sell anymore, or at least there's doubt about if they're going to be able to continue to sell it, you know? But, I mean, Adidas is going to be fine in the long run. Like, they'll, they'll be all right. I've had no interest in anything Adidas-related for several years other than Yeezy, personally. Mm. You did the track suits. And, and yeah, the, yeah, they're cool the and all, but, like, I just haven't really... Yeah. I like to look like a British hooligan from time to time. So I'll, I'll, I'll go through a tracksuit phase. Throw on a trackie. Every once in a while, you throw the tracksuit on. You out here buying like a $700 Palm Angels one or something? No. Okay. I mean, they have like the Gucci collab that I, like, I thought was cool. The Adidas one. That's something I would buy, but like, I don't see myself spending that, that on that one. Man, I had a That's fire unwise. Velour Adidas suit back in the day. I bet you did. Cause you were, so cold. Weren't you yeah. a roadie for Run DMC? Yeah. <laughs> this is fast? No. Oh, I'm about to say. <laughs> That's an old joke. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> you almost got me. Should we talk about the Lush N-word thing? Jesus Christ. Dun, dun. <laughs> we, we, we've already discussed it. Lush we Gibson? Could we could oh, we didn't do it on here. <laughs> we could absolutely discuss We. It was the week that you were gone. Oh. Lush Sterling? Nah, no, it ain't no, <laughs> ain't no hard R. Oh. Have, have I... Have I had... You were saying it on some cool shit. Have I had the N-word in my vernacular with an A at the end, uh, synonym for brother? You're like, yes, absolutely. He did too. Well, but no. I absolutely... No. Was, I said it quoting a song. It's like it, South Park. You ever no. seen... That's, that's different that, than saying it yourself. That's no, that nigga guy. That's y'all too. <laughs> so... Kramer 1 and Kramer 2. No, it's, it's very different <laughs> considering that the majority of my friends are black, black and Latino. So like I'm around my homies. I don't know. And I know it's different in hash brown town. You feel me? <laughs> but I hate this. <laughs> the only okay. thing black in hash brown town is a tree. AD, yeah. tell me if I'm wrong. I don't like the historical revisionism where people act like the N-word conversation was always as settled as it is now. And when I say that, I'm just saying that I know like, okay, somebody like Paul Wall. I remember hearing Paul Wall talk about how before he was famous, he was a heavy N-word user. You got, like, all black friends. He's saying it with the A at the end. You know, that was just normal to him. Paul Wall's the best white rapper of all time. Let's be real. Here. At that point in Texas, apparently, that was normal. Him, M, and Mac Miller. You know, and I'm just saying that, like, when I moved to New York City, this was not really normal where I was from, but when I moved to New York City in 2003, they, every motherfucking white kid Period. Didn't matter if they were rich ass kid from Long Island, whatever. You know, because we're hanging out with mad black people, and I guess that probably made it them feel like it was cool watch or something. Watch the movie Kids. Oh they, my God. Yes, exactly. Kids. Bro, they play, play cast- any online game, and you're going to hear the youngest white guy. No, call that's, you the that's hard a different usage. Hard. That's hard R. But but let's let's be real. You're not making a distinction here between the two. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm this is you're making me look awful right now. <laughs> I'm not trying to do that, Les. Yeah. What I was going to say, let me let me let me clean it up. What I was going to say is, yes, I'm pretty sure D platform lunch. No, no, no. I'm pretty sure everybody uses that word or has used that word in some context. My problem is when you're on a public platform and you know what I'm saying, what you're giving out to the world, that's a different story. And and, and let me tell you why. So you think I, it's cool if I say it behind the scenes? 
You you want to say behind the scenes whether I know it or not? What I the fuck? Why would you think I have any desire to say? Look, it? my nigga, let's be real. You when, go, you you at home at one point heard a song and you was walking around with your little trainer. Nah. No, Adam says it to me when it's just the two of us no, all the time. I, I, I believe it. <laughs> Fake news. No, I'm just playing. He's T-rolling it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. You said it anywhere before, new guy. You a goddamn liar. Oh, hold on, hold on. Just, just, <laughs> just, bro. He's got his glasses on his hat. <laughs> he's not saying the n-word yeah he said the n-word before let's be from no I, I like and i fuck with you heavy but i i would have if i did hazard a guess i would peg you as a hard r user <laughs> oh my god he's not laughing I'm just playing. damn lush <laughs> he said that's crazy i'm damn. not laughing i'm just playing no in the okay in, in the context of rapping along to a song where you're like mumbling half the fucking lyrics anyway has do you sometimes maybe stumble when you're alone Sure. Unless you're Am a, I on mega high alert when I'm around even a single black person when I'm singing along to a song? Yes. You're pretty great because the news, it is crazy because all the news with the N-words on it, Adam has to read it. <laughs> he won't have me read it. I would know the news like What about the, he was like, ah, ah, ah. No, the best was the white girl rapping the Kendrick <laughs> song on stage. He brought her on stage. He just treated her. He completely treated her. He did that so she would see how she played it off. But- but if you go to any concert, most of the concerts, there are not African-American people. Then you got somebody like Lil Housephone telling the fucking crowd to say the ER. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yo, did you see that footage of Roddy Rich performing in England? This little Roddy Rich. No, it's in Australia, I think. Roddy Rich is performing in Australia, the song The Box. And the whole crowd, the whole all-white crowd, she sucked it. So you almost did it. <laughs> I did not almost do it. Now, 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 let me explain to you. Almost went back to his old ways. Why, <laughs> let me explain to you why. Like, like my partners don't have a problem with me saying it for the most because part. Because you're the type of person who also says partners. I would say partners. But lush, like the word has multiple R's in it. Lush. In a, yeah, hard R A. There's yeah. a difference. <laughs> but but lush, know. unless you told me that you weren't black, I would kind of think that like. Don't take this the wrong way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the way you look could go either race. It's the nicest thing anyone's ever said. <laughs> you think he's like a, a DJ drama? I don't, like, I don't, I just, like, if Lush was saying it and I seen him around, like, I don't think that I would look at him and be like, okay, I would think that he has something. Bro over there, like, nah. Would you, you be surprised if you saw a picture of Lush when he was younger and he was black? I the Sammy Sosa surgery. <laughs> Look, here's here, here's the here's the thing. And I think there's a lot of meme potential there, guys. Yeah. I'm yeah. crying. Now, if you listen That's a good sign. Kendrick new album, he has a line up in there. About said, Lush? He said, Lush can say the yeah word. No, no, he said, <laughs> the end of it, he said, um, he said, faggot, boo, Lush can Kendrick's say the yeah word. <laughs> he said, that. He said, he said, faggot, 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 we can say it together, but only if you let a white girl say nigga. And mm. that's how he ends it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then he wins a Grammy for that. Amazing. But no, let no, the white he, girl say I, it. I, I love Kendrick. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, oh, what about the T Grizzly bar? He said, um, I... He said, great granddaddy was a slave, I admit it, but the cops so much dope, I let my white boy say. And I was like, yo. What about the great Twisty P? I shoot niggas for fun. <laughs> <laughs> I shoot for fun. 
What's up with him right now? We need a status update on Twisty P. Y'all are gonna, dog. Yeah, hold on though, but let me. I, I need to clean this up. Or Remember else when he got tacked out? Let's, let's, no, okay, go ahead. I just need to. Like, I would have never brought it up, but no, I, I, and I don't care because <laughs> David I, Russell. Though. I, I've stood on this before. Yeah, David Russell gonna have a field day. The reason why when I pop up, it's not a pop up with the chopper. <laughs> bing, 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 bing. The reason why oh, what's the beat. that? Oh. <laughs> Is that the beat? <laughs> That's <laughs> bing, 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 the reason why it's not a common part of my lexicon anymore. One, you're white. Forty years old. It just like kinda, it kind of hits a little bit different. Two, when I don't want to be the source <coughs> of pain for older black folks. Like my homies' uh, parents and shit, and just even random black people in public, if they overhear me saying it, and then it brings them, it triggers memories of them hearing that word from white people in a very different context. But there's a way better reason not be... to say it, which is just that you're white. Sure, but right. like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean I'm sure, just saying, like, sure. yeah, of course, it would be offensive if somebody's grandparents heard me say the N word, but just in general, I probably. I don't want to. I don't want right? to offend anybody with it, like, right. and I'm like, and I'm an eloquent enough person as to where I don't need to lean on any word in particular, right? But like, at the end of the day, is it something that I've said to, amongst friends and things like that on a common basis? Yeah, you I'm grew up a white battle rapper in the '90s, right? Hanging around right. a lot of... In the, yeah. You had a lot of spicy Minorities. influences. In them sections of Los Angeles and the world at large. So, you were yeah. a White John-style white guy. Yeah, I, I, I fucks with White John heavy. Oh, like there's, you know I'm the white girl. Nobody's giving White John a hard time about saying it. No. I don't know if L-A-P-D-K people even... Does, does he even say it anymore? If he had said it on his No Jumper interview, he probably would be getting shit for it. But that's like... That's game banging politics, which is a whole nother conversation. Right. That's true. Right. As soon as you claim a gang, you can get away with a lot of weird stuff. If 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 your homies re- respect you and they feel like you one of them, then they don't care if you say it. Right. I want to talk about the new podcast wars brewing between my boy Joe Budden and my other boys, Rory friends, and Mal? pals, Rory and Mal, who I've never actually met in real Rory? life. Rory. As Rory a, and Neely Mall. Rory as a act oh, calls him. Did those, like I feel like those nicknames re- never really stuck. No. They never really went outside of the Twitch chat. But uh, anyway, so basically, Maul and Joe have been going at it. And Maul's like most recent little tirade against Joe, which got cut up into a nice little nifty TikTok reel short. Nifty on 50s? That I saw on Twitter. It's basically Maul saying... That it pains Joe. What was the phrasing he used? I wrote it down just so I wouldn't forget. <coughs> he said, Maul, yeah, he said, Maul said it pains Joe Budden that every time he pays for pussy, that he knows that Maul is responsible that for was, a nice chunk hilarious. of the money that he's spending right there. This, this is my problem. He said, with this. he said the dollar bills he throws in the air should have my face on it. Listen. Is what he said. I don't believe that Joe Budden would ever pay for pussy. Not my Joe Budden. Look, look no at the way. collection. I of, don't believe it. Look at the collection <laughs> of bitches that Joe Budden. His Pokemon cards are immaculate. Yeah, right. Sure. Like, come on, bro. Prop, Gloria but, Velez to hear. Like, but fool. in order to get there as a man, you still got to pay for a lot of pussy along the way, right? For sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't hold that for, against him. I mean, everybody pays in some type of way. Right. I don't think that he's literally go getting escorts 
You know what I mean? Joe Budden's been knocking him down on his own volition and by being a, a dude that bitches find attractive for many, many moons now. In this house, we don't look down on men who pay for pussy. We encourage <laughs> it. You see what Kanye said? Besides everything he that's buys, going he on buys right <laughs> What, what, what he, he did buys, he say? He said he, he, said, bu- he, he buys he, bitches houses. Houses oh, yeah, and right. Birkins yeah. and stuff like that. Like, and he's like, that. Shit. Giving like, him like 500 bucks to fuck with a condom in the back of the strip club. I mean, that's a great, seems pretty modest. And then, and then he has a song about not fucking with gold diggers. And this is a great lesson for him to bestow about fiscal responsibility to the younger generation that looks up to him. Thanks, Ye. When I was leaving the Joe Budden podcast after our little feud was it was all smiles afterwards just so people know what the 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 feel was joe budden was going to the strip club so that that part of his life is still very much alive and well and it's making me wonder like am i fucking up am i missing out on something because this is something that i never a lot of the main i mean let's be real miserable a lot of the (laughs) (laughs) he seems absolutely miserable he had a whole entire mixtape series called mood music it was like 20 years ago no but he's still like he's a very brooding emotional you talk about shit from 20 years ago like it was yesterday which is why i know you're you're just as old as me (laughs) but it doesn't matter it's it's not about the the time yesterday but i think he goes to the strip club because that's the only that's one of the few things he finds joy in some niggas like the strip club i know guys who Love the strip club. The, I think That's like, thing. The thing that I get out of sitting on the couch and watching a three-hour Trap Lord Ross documentary, to me, honestly, seems like what Joe Budding <laughs> probably gets from sitting in the strip club, throwing a couple Gs or whatever. I I, I got to go to the strip club with him because I want to see what his style is because I never got into like a good strip club rhythm. You know, like I would always have homies who went to the strip club, so I would like tag along with them and see how they were playing the game and how much money they spent see, and what they were doing. I never, ever really went to the strip club with no like balling ass people besides going to 11 with a little pump one time. It's oh, smart I, to, to- I, I could break it down for you. There's a lot of different levels to this. I want to know what Joe Budden is doing in there. Is he getting lap dances? Is Because I just imagine him like sitting the girls down and just kind of interrogating them and like pressing them to like <laughs> admit that they've like got a lot of issues going on. And so, sort he's, of, so he's like sharp on the podcast, essentially. Yes, uh, like, yeah, yeah. I imagine him just kind of like psychoanalyzing the chicks in the booth. See, and I want to know if that's real or not. There's a lot of women who like going to the strip club. They like getting lab dances from the strippers. They like giving money to the strippers, too. They enjoy that shit. And then, too, for artists, it's smart for artists to go to the strip club and spend the money because you get a rapport with that. But he's not an artist anymore. He's a podcast. Not no, only I'm, that. No, I'm just talking about in general. And, and, and what strip clubs does he go to? Because I feel like there are strip clubs that are like cheaters. network strip clubs, and then there are strip clubs that are like perv strip he's clubs. Going right. to, he's going to Starbucks probably. That's like the top of the top. I, I feel like Some of the best looking women in any of these strip clubs. If, not, if I had no. to guess, Joe Budden just appreciates the ambiance, and yeah. he's just there chilling like it's a regular, like, I'd rather go to the strip club than the, the club and be with a bunch of and bottle see, service lames. And see, uh, you know what people, I mean? Like, some people feel that way. Me, personally, I like being in the club, but I know people who be like, I'd rather go to the strip you club. You like being in the club, club in 2022 where everyone's no, no, no. on their, yeah, that shit's I don't lame even, now. I don't, like, even, I don't even go to the club no more. I don't even have time to go out that's like I used to. That's just lame. It's not like it was back in the day. There's 2000, a, I say 2000... 15, 16 was like peak club. And Great even, era for the club. But even now, like there's some cool shit that's not the club. Like the homie, the homie, um, 
Jermaine, he do a bowling event on Mondays. That's like the new little hot spot. My Everybody thing is I want to go to bed early, and I know the strip club is not really a thing at like 10 a.m. when yeah, I would be comfortable going. Right. Then it was ready, but though. But the thing is this, though. You, you talk about Joe Budden. Is he there for networking? What? So he can have <laughs> some bitches twerk to the Desert Storm mixtape? Like, <laughs> but I feel I, like he... Fuck? But I don't feel like he would ever acknowledge that he's going there for networking. No, I think he's just going there No, he you. likes... For the ambiance. For the, the type of women that he's basking had in his life. Basking in the ambiance. Basking in the ambiance. The type of women he's had in his life, it's, it's apparent that he likes fucking women. He likes bitches, so he goes. He likes to be around women. And most of the strip clubs got great-ass wings and food. You sit there, you see some titties and ass, you throw your money. You think you know they let him smoke his cigs in there? Yeah. It's a, good, it's, a good, it's a good excuse to go outside real quick. I feel like he's not. Yeah, he probably does like doing that, yeah. But, like, yeah, like you said, Tootsie's in uh, Fort Lauderdale, that's literally paradise. Some well, of the best it, get, it get cracking over there. It get cracking over there. The, the thing that I was trying to say before we got sidetracked talking about what Joe Budden is like in a strip club, pause, uh, is the fact that do you pause think cast. that when Joe Budden is throwing money in the club or when he's spending money on pussy or whatever he might be doing with his money, do you think that he's feeling bad or that it's paining him? Like where, where would the pain be coming from? Like what, no. like that he's being pained because of the fact that Maul helped him essentially make a lot of that money. I don't think Joe Budden gives a fuck. I don't think. I, look, I don't think he gives. Do a you fuck. think that Lior Cohen is pained by the fact that there's all these fucking rappers, hundreds and thousands of rappers throughout the years that he's fucking worked with that no longer have anything to do with him? No, he, he doesn't give a fuck. He's, he's got billions of dollars. He, that's literally like the equivalent of a pimp being mad that a hoe is working for somebody else now. Or and maybe. I don't want to call Maul a hoe. Lush. No, no, that's I, a spicy. I, little I was take. talking. I was talking about the, the rappers, <laughs> Lior Cohen. I know, but I'm just saying. But, no, but but at the end of the day, when I see Budden, Mal, and um, and Rory going at each other, <laughs> it just makes me sad because as much as I enjoy their pods individually, when they were all together, the I dynamic. felt like that was the best dynamic they ever had. Mm. I felt like they fed off each other really well, and I miss. I would be more inclined to listen to th- and just absorb that content than I would any of the shit they got going on now. Although it's still dope, and I like the other dudes that Button has on. I you know can't really like tell you much about them. Like their personalities d- don't really jump out as me as much. They but, don't like YouTube clips. So yeah, my guy, Ice yeah, yeah. There's some of those. They do like drill rap though. Yeah. And Griselda. But boom, 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 boom. But I was just watching Armani Caesar and Kodak Black. Yo, she's so fucking bad, bro. Yeah. Oh my God, is she hot? I sent the link to my girl and I said, I want you to dress up like this for a scene with the fucking cowboy hat and the pasties. I like that she's like butt naked in front of Kodak. He's really looking at her like, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) He's looking at her. Yo. That's what I like about Kodak. Lil Baby or Young Boy, they would never do a song with a, a, a female rapper and, and give him that look. Like, he's staring into her soul. That was a look. Kodak don't Bro. give a fuck. Kodak don't give a fuck. He also off them beans, too. So it's like, <laughs> it's intensifying the moment significantly. He definitely had the eye of the bean holder, yeah. 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 His the whole dance, stock. the Kodak bop, yeah. is the most ecstasy-induced dance I've ever seen. Yeah, like, for sure. If I, Yeah, Kodak, like... Uh, Florida boys, they'd be off the shits. Damn, I can't snitch. I had a good story, but... Well, not like a good story. Eh, fuck it. Uh, Bust it. My man, 100K Track, he told me that when he was Kodak's right-hand man and stuff, when he was in the Sniper Gang universe, 
that uh, he was definitely uh, partaking in oh. the tomfoolery. Oh, I believe it. And that he's, he feels lucky that he made it. I mean, he's like, Kodak don't really hold back about that. I don't think it's something that he's... This is old news, but we should just talk about it because fuck it. But did you see that thing on Instagram a couple weeks ago that was like uh, Adam22 getting into a little uh, conversation with a Sniper Gang producer? No. So basically, like, I called out... Oh, I called out... It was after PMB died. And there's this producer whose name I don't know how to say, so I'm not even going to try but I guess he's associated with Sniper Gang, whatever. And he put up a post saying the thing about Ghazi and Empire and how all the Empire oh, rappers okay, died. Oh, then they all have the, they have the same ring with the star on it. So Empire that has signed like 800 rappers over the last like five, six years, however long it's been, that, you know, the fact that like seven of them have met their demise. Mo3, that, XXX. That because bunch. Empire gave them a shot and because they believed in them and, and helped them in the, their careers, that Empire probably also, for some spooky reason, is involved in their death. Which They have an insurance policy. It's on so them. stupid. But so I commented on the post and said basically like clown opinion or like, you know, I so, saw that. something along those I lines. And so the fucking dude, this producer dude, he comments and he's basically like, we still remember when you got our pop-up shut down. We don't forget. Or he said, we, you got our, our pop-up wait, shut down on. when you sn- sucker punch somebody. Wait, so he, <laughs> he so said wait, that to me. So he's riding for Kiki? The pop-up? No. Bing, 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 bing. I don't get it. Bing, but, bing. Uh, but so he, uh, I don't think that one landed. Um, but We liked it. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I didn't even notice that. If I said pop-up, I didn't even notice it. But You said you got our pop-up shut down. Oh, okay. Um, but anyway, so uh, he said that, which is a real story, and it was a fucking kind of crazy s- story that never made it to the No Jumper airwaves, so I figured, like, why not? I'll just fucking air it out. So I did. I went to this event, and there's this dude at a store that I won't name. And, uh, you know, so I'm at the event. I'm with, like, a couple of my guys, and uh, there's a dude who basically I had issues with because he had been hanging out in the back of the store at one point, and I, he was saying something that I perceived as being creepy to the girls that we were hanging out with, and I basically told him, get the fuck out of here. You're being a fucking creepy weirdo or some shit like that. So I said that to him. He gets offended. He leaves, whatever, and then I don't see him for a period of like weeks or a month or months. I don't know. And so then I see him at the store that he's working. He's working at the store, and so I'm friends with the owner, but I got issues with this fucking kid who works there. And so when I get there, he kind of like mutters something under his breath to me. And I don't really like hear it 100%. But I felt the vibe of like, oh, shit, he got an issue with me. But I didn't really hear him when he said the thing. So I was like, whatever. I'm just Did gonna... you remember him? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, because he was like, fr- he was friends with, oh, I think he was friends with Yuri. And, and, and Yuri, uh, Yuri stopped fucking with him when this happened, right? Is it Chuck? <laughs> Shout out Yuri. He's a, he's a loyal Not soldier. Chuck. This is pre-Chuck. But, uh, is Chuck the white guy that said the N-word? That guy yeah, 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 yeah. This is different. But so, whatever. I'm, tr- I'm trying to play it cool. I don't want to like start a fucking scuffle with this dude or whatever. But then I'm like walking through the fucking hallway or whatever. And for some reason, he's like standing there. And he like chucks a beer can at my leg. Like an empty beer can. But I feel it hit my leg. And I turn around. And I see him. 
And th- at, at this, honestly, I think was the last fight that I ever got into, like four or five years ago or something. You said, break yourself, nigga. Yeah, so I ran up on him. And Direct just, quote, actually. I started clobbering him. I believe that there may have been a, a, a guillotine <laughs> choke applied at a certain point. And this all happens in the span of like, you know, 10 seconds. In the like store. 15 seconds, yeah. But we're like in this hallway, too. So it's like, and nobody knew it was happening, so nobody's filming. And it's like a tight space. So it would have been like really hard to film in the first place. So there was like only a couple of people that would even be able to film it realistically. And it was so fast that nobody filmed it, whatever. But realistically, it wasn't like a big, crazy fight. It's like me and him just getting into it in this like one little isolated situation. It doesn't like spill out all crazy. It doesn't like get super ridiculous, right? But it's at this, it's, it's a pop-up. That's why there's mad people there. I forgot to mention this, but it's a pop-up for like some, <laughs> it, it was like, it was some Benjamin Kicks thing. I don't know exactly what it was, but it was like a shoe drop or, or something. There was like some shoe release or some shit like that. And it was like Kodak was getting paid, I guess, to pop up at this event, right? He popped up with the chopper. Right. Bing, bing. You know, <laughs> we don't have to do that every time. <laughs> um, so Kodak is getting paid to show up at this event, right? And so they just cancel the whole event. As soon as I get into the situation, like they just fucking cancel the whole fucking thing even though it's like nothing like they tell the dude like just leave so did he tap out or like how did it end the fight they just somebody breaks it up whatever okay. and then like like nobody really got fucked up that Was bad like i punched him in the face like once or twice and then it just gets broken up and that's it and it's like but fuck. you were putting mitts on him essentially well, and i put him in a guillotine choke at one point yes yeah. and so whatever i'm not it, it didn't go far enough for it to be like a super crazy like bloody fight you know it was like literally like 10 seconds like a fight in a bar where it's crowded enough that it just gets broken up right away right so i thought it was pretty crazy that the event got shut down to be totally honest especially since like as soon as they told him to leave the whole thing is diffused it's over (laughs) it's nothing but still it's like the fucking dude who owns the store who is my homie and it's his store so he can do whatever the fuck he wants but he just is like no whole events shut down it's canceled whatever and i never would have thought that anybody like held any sort of like hard feelings about this because i mean i've had conversations with kodak i'm pretty sure the issue is that he got paid he got paid and then the event didn't even happen still got his money so like the person who has a right to be mad about it i'm pretty sure is benjamin kicks who i did notice unfollowed me a short time after that (laughs) wait but but so so this is five years ago 2017 like you're popping from no jumper but it's not like you hadn't really blown up blown up at that point yeah right i would like, say that's i'm pretty like, big already at that point big, so yeah. to be 2017 2017 2018 it's already like you know x and pump are already like kind of in the rear view like it, it was pretty big at that okay. point okay. so it was definitely a thing but there was no video of it so it's not like it was ever posted anywhere there was right. no nobody like talked about it online or anything like that you know josh was you there Nah, i wasn't there i was at the store i saw the what happened afterward it what j- happened afterwards Oh, so essentially, twenty-two. Speak on what happened afterwards. What? It was just a little fight. Afterwards? No, nothing happened afterwards. Shut he up. He just Josh. said. Ah, so essentially, I can fill, fill you in a little bit, but it ain't on camera stuff. Okay. Ah, okay. But so this no. this other dude who's <laughs> one of the producers from Sniper Gang, who I don't know who the fuck this dude is, but yeah, he 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 apparently still has feelings about it, which is totally of interest to me because I've fully like had DM conversations with Kodak about going out there and hanging out and doing whatever. And I don't know if this is like his his dude who's around him all the time or anything like that. But it is kind of crazy because it's like 
realistically, if I was going to go out and film with Kodak, I wouldn't be pulling up without security or anything like that. But, I mean, it could have been a situation where I could have maybe got lured into a fucking trap. Right. And they might make me change my name like one of the Island Boys. <laughs> you know Kodak Kodak did that to them, right? Kodiak Red. Kodiak Red. That's his name now because Kodak met him and basically said, like, oh, your name Red 4X? Nah. You need a new name. I'm going to call you Kodiak Red because <laughs> he calls himself Kodiak and shit, right? Well, and the weirdest thing about that whole, like, trajectory. That's like me that- meeting you and saying your name's not Lush anymore. It's Lush 22. Right. Or just your No, it's more like my, your name is Adam Lush. Yeah. Or Luscious. No. All the above. <laughs> I would but, not know. <laughs> but, but what was so weird about that is that Kodak started saying, like, you're my twin. And he was telling Kodiak Red, like, you're my twin. And he's like, I already have a twin. This other guy <laughs> who, who looks like me and is also gay. I already have fuck. a best friend. I don't think I can have two best friends, Kodak. <laughs> but it's like, I, I love that the wedge between them that Kodak was driving by only fucking with him. And you could tell, like, the other guy was just like, well, what about me, bro? That's my... It's my twin. That gave me a lot of insight into what Kodak's brain is like. How he could beat these two fucking impressionable kids and make one of them change their name <laughs> and like fuck with one of them more than the other one to sort of like put some stress on the relationship. He's just like this little. Like, he's like an antagonistic little gremlin ass motherfucker in there just fucking with the island boys. I like that though. That's cool. That's I want, incredible. I want to be more like gremlin. that. Yeah, yeah. But that song's about Jack Boy. Super, super gremlin? When you listen to it. If you. Oh. It's like it's a diss song, which I didn't know until we could I, have been superstar. Yeah, I saw that fucking clip that well, academics like did. a pussy little bitch. Academics interviewed Jack Boy and got him to talk about it, mm. and they said wow. that that song was a diss about him. Yeah, makes sense. You like a pussy little bitch. Now when I listen to it, I'm rapping along to it, and it feels like the way that I feel when I'm rapping along to a King King Von song, where he's dissing all these like. GDs that I actually totally fuck with, and I feel like, oh god, I'm glad nobody's around when I'm rapping along to this. Saying now, saying the N word. No, when I rap along to For Super sure. Gremlin, now I'm like, damn, I'm talking about Jack Boy. Totally makes the song different and kind of better. Damn. Even though I, I like song. Jack Boy, but it's still like a song feeling like an actual diss song, and sort of like listening to the bars and thinking about who he's talking about makes it feel like it means so much more. Yeah, it's like when I be singing along to Mariah Carey, um, Why You So Obsessed With Me, and like knowing that it's about Eminem. Really? Just I never like, even thought about that. I remember that song. Wow. Why You So <laughs> Obsessed With Me? Scathing diss track. <laughs> this is another Scathing. question I want to ask. <clears throat> I didn't even watch the clip, so I got to just ask you what the clip's like. Hmm. <laughs> you called into Milk 7 Foe. Oh. <laughs> and you wild out on him because he said no, you were a stripper? I didn't, I didn't I didn't wild out on him. I just had I to, didn't see it yet. How, just, how gnarly did you get? No, I just had to you know, I just had to speak my piece. You said I ain't never been a stripper, cuz. No, I'm just saying, like, I just I just felt like from day one, I was, you know, and you know, I always like, you know, you would say shit about him. I would never speak on him. I never said anything bad about him. And I just felt like he started trying to attack me. And then it's one thing to say, like, you know, oh, you ain't from where you from, and then to say they're a stripper. And, you know, he said that the reason he said that was because of you made a joke about the right track. And I was like, nigga, I told Adam about a male strip club called the right track, and he joked and said that I used to That's work such there. such a lie. He knows that you didn't fucking work there. That was me publicly expressing my fantasy about the fact that I wish you were a stripper. Yeah, that's but that but you know when I <laughs> pause, can we can we say it there? It's like this is this is you'll get used to it. He just does this. He does this. No, but when I but you know when I when I said that, 
He didn't. He didn't. He didn't argue. He didn't do nothing crazy. He said, "My bad." He said he'll take the video down, and he shouldn't have did that. It's all up. But you see the pattern where it's like the same exact thing where he like showed up at the at the office wigging out, acting like he's some crazy ass dude, and then as soon as you pull up outside, he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, dude. I'll be tripping. I'll be making mistakes. I'm still new at this." It's like the same exact thing. He goes out, he makes all these videos saying that you were a stripper, and then as soon as you say something about it to him. He's like, oh, I, I was confused. Yeah, I, I was, I was thinking that Adam was was I, being serious when he was trolling. I just think that everybody, we all get caught up in this fucking YouTube clout war and all that. We all do that shit. And you know, when he was saying that, if he honestly believed that he heard that and he said that, that's that's cool. If he he apologized for it, he said he wasn't going, you he wasn't going, he was going to take it down. I ain't got no problem with him no more. You ain't gonna hear me say nothing bad about the nigga. I ain't making no videos about the nigga. As far as I know, he cool with me. I'm cool with him now. Now the next question is, How are do you, you down? Yeah. yeah. Are you down to reconcile with him at any point? And I think you should. Nah. This shit ain't. Listen, Adam. This shit is not that serious when you really break down to it. And I get how he he, he probably makes. More videos about you than anybody <laughs> ever. I get it. Occasionally, but. I see a thumbnail. <laughs> he, here, I don't click. The, I don't click. I think like with with AD, you were probably the most upset because you felt like you had extended yourself for that dude and tried to be cool and, and been neutral in situations. And that was the only reason why. Because I'm like, damn, like I stayed out of it. And I still got put in it. You stayed out of character. it when he was doing the most custer ass shit imaginable. When he fucking uh, basically like completely lied and misrepresented what happened at the office and misrepresented the conversation that you and him had, and you pretty much like just totally gave him a pass on that and didn't really like f- like get angry about the fact that he was totally I mean, misrepresenting that encounter. Well, from day one, Smack had, has always spoke highly on him. Smack is my guy. Smack And Smack is actually the one who put all that stuff together because let's be real, he says some shit to T-Rail that to me was unforgivable. T-Rail says some shit to him that I, th- I think was unforgivable. He says some shit. We all said some shit. But it's the exact same shit as the thing with the king of content where he's coming out making videos about him, sending around paperwork, doing everything and, under the fucking sun. And then as soon as T-Rail brings it up to him, it's like, oh, yeah, I ain't doing that anymore. I ain't making videos about him anymore. I ain't sending out his paperwork anymore. It's like, do you stand on anything? See, but like how I look at everything is like, listen. They also from the same section. So he definitely like, got a good advocate in you. But no, it's not, you're it's holding not, them down. But, no, it's but, not even about it's not even about being no advocate. It's about at the end of the day, bro. There's so many other battles that we can be fighting. And, and like honestly, in my life right now, I don't have the time to be sitting there mad at nobody on YouTube and getting upset. And and I let I got too invested in the content that he was making about me to where I really got mad. That was going, you know what I'm saying? Turn to some other shit, you know what I'm saying? Potentially that I don't need to be doing no shit like that. So if a man can sit there and tell me my bad. And he means that, and it is what it is. Then guess what? I'm I respect that shit. Let's move on and keep I, it pushing. I, I that don't like, mean that we gotta be best friends. That don't mean that we gotta hang or film content or do anything. He's not coming to the penis houses. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, like you know, it's, it's obvious that he doesn't understand. Or at the time, especially when he was kind of new to YouTube, didn't understand the nuances of the way like the interviews and all that shit work, and was just kind of new to the whole world. I feel like. If you did have a dialogue with him, he would probably stop all negativity and y'all could be on a 
positive. I don't need to be friends with everybody. No, no, plenty of no, friends. But no, that's, but that's what I'm saying. You don't have to be friends, but at least be to the point to where it's like, all right, this shit ain't that serious. It's just playing around work. Because even like right now, spoiler alert, you feel me? I'm about to have a conversation with Charleston White soon. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how the shit's gonna go, but I'm open to sitting there having the conversation. And I didn't say I didn't say I was gonna set the nigga up. He didn't call me all type of shit. We didn't went back and forth. But as men, if we could sit there and come to an understanding, at the end of the day, I'm all for it. I like this is the thing is if I were going to be on good terms with somebody, it would probably involve some passage of time in between them making a bunch of videos about me <laughs> saying like the craziest shit imaginable about me, you know, for sure. Because I am not really that vengeful of a person or vindictive of a person. I like, don't think you are. Like a lot of people no. saw me in the fucking New York City vlogs and there's like a YouTuber, BMX dude, who I was kicking it around and everything was cool. And there was a fight video with me and this person back in the day on Melrose. And to be honest, like... When I saw this person after not seeing him for mad years, I just shook their hand and I was just like, hey, how you doing, man? Like, good to see you. Because what we beefed over back in the day was so in the moment. It was such a stupid little like, oh, you're talking shit, like I'll, I'll, whatever. It was not about anything that serious. So it was easy for me to like five years later seeing them to just be like, whatever, dude. Especially I don't, with I don't all give the success fuck. you've had, right? Like, yeah, especially. I can, I can almost, I barely can remember what that shit was about, which is like, you know, the passage of time just kind of does that and just makes everything feel stupid. And it's like, oh, you're friends with my friends. I guess that means that like I, I don't need to fucking even, make a big deal about being around even you. Even like today, I seen twenty two. Shout out to Sada Baby. Sent oh, you a yeah, tweet I today. About that. Yeah. And and he said, I don't hey, I don't want you to get a response back. I just want to let you know that I apologize for what I said to you and you like it's all love. I appreciate him saying that because that was like a kind of weird stalemate that we were in where it was like we had this whole little kerfuffle. Is that a word? I don't know. Josh, Google kerfuffle. Um, but then, uh, you know, and it's like he's standing on his perspective, which is that basically we we put something out there that we knew was going to get a negative response, which I guess is fair. Kerfuffle. A commotion or fuss, especially one caused by conflicting views. Fuck yeah. Sada Baby deserves a word like kerfuffle. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Already David Russell! <laughs> See, he's too good. He, I, what did I tell you? He is too good. <laughs> okay, so we know it's not Adam. <laughs> it's not Adam. You What's a, well, no, it's, it's my intern. Those guys been kind of quiet over there. Because, yo. Yeah, dude, like, let's upload it. But, but think about it. See, this is like what people always accuse like Candace Owens and all these fucking political YouTubers of doing, of like basically being funded by like right-wing think tanks. Like people are always saying like, oh, Ben Shapiro gets all this money from all these groups to basically like fund him making content that challenges the left or whatever. So like maybe I, I could just start funding the David Russell experiment to like do psyop shit and like paint a picture of stuff. Back to Sada Baby. Sada Baby, <laughs> I accept the yeah, fucking David, apology. Whole fucking self on I blast. fuck with you. It's like, you know, I, I never had anything against you. It would be good to do a reunion. Maybe we could bust out the mushrooms again. But uh Classic hmm. times. Yeah. So No, but that's what I I'm appreciate saying. him saying that, you know. No, but I'm saying, like, do you think that you and Milk can get to a point in any in any type of situation to where you're like, all right. Yeah, it would just involve like the passage of time or maybe him acknowledging that he was bugging in the first place. But 
I don't know if he feels like he wants to do that. But, I mean, I'm clearly not the one antagonizing the situation. Even in this conversation, I might have called attention to some things that he basically backpedaled on. But it's not like I, I have done any personal attacks in this, which I don't think would at all be the case in whatever video he's obviously going to make responding to this at some point no. because his content is so Bro, insanely just, predictable. It's, it's, it just takes 7.4 seconds to get your mind right. right? <laughs> that is what I'm doing. No, but on some real shit, though, like, you have to, like, it's so much other shit, like, like time-wise, I don't kerfuffles. Have, I don't. It's yeah. So many kerfuffles. There's so many interesting words that rhyme with ruffles. But like we like, could we could rap and rhyme kerfuffle with ruffles. Kerfuffle, Kurt Russell got into mm. a kerfuffle, almost dropped my ruffles. Mm-hmm. And then I was funding David Russell. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can't knock his hustle. Mm. R.P. Nipsey Hustle. Use a bitch. You don't want to tussle. Mm-mm. I'm Jay Cutler with the muscles. Ooh. I'll slap you up like my drunk uncle. Named Garfunkel. Mm-hmm. I'm smoking on somebody's uncle. <laughs> <laughs> if I was on my punk rock phase, I'd be slapping Mr. Bungle. I'm Marty Jannetty jumping off the turnbuckle. It's a bar. I'm so fat, I'm busting through my belt buckle. I got... Too much bread, my pants won't buckle. Mm -hmm. Big chopper on me, I don't need to use my knuckles. I'm at the pop. Ooh, that's what that's. Me, you on, you on a roll right now. Me, me and Adam at the pop up shop getting into scuffles. Shout out to House Phone because your hire won't suck you. <laughs> you scared of milk's fade. You're out here trying to duck foo. Duck foo? <laughs> Man, fuck you. Well, I'm not a stripper, but I do know some kung fu. Wait, stripper? Oh, shit. Okay, wait a second. 80, I used to think you the man. You used to run some different scams. <laughs> then I got confused because you started stripping in Sam's. <laughs> no, it was the right track. Lush, I'm trying to put you on the right track. I need a good producer in my corner for the right track. And both mm. of y'all say N-words. Y'all really trying to bring the white back. <laughs> Adam, 22? Man... I'm in the office like Michael, but I'm trying to bring the white back. Adam I'm trying to do a pod with Kanye. He's trying to bring whites back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like uh, I like pussy because when I fight it, don't fight back. <laughs> I fuck with Kodak because we both like a dyke with a nice back. <laughs> <laughs> I know I can't talk about meth, but I used to smoke the nice batch. Hmm. I'm fucking young MA long as she got a coochie. <laughs> I heard Lush like the dick in his booty. Mm, well, <laughs> no, that isn't. Uh, <laughs> well, no, no. He I'm said about to hit mm. Mr. Girl so we can talk about cuties. <laughs> <laughs> and then I hit up Dirk so I could kick it with duty. And then I'm, me and Rick Ross are going to slip bitches some roofies. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> nah, you don't want to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Mr. 22. You still can't spell soupy. You're, you're such a, Adam 22, you're such a cuck, it's true. I heard that um, you like to see your mother get fucked in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> they hit the jack shot and cuck a do. <laughs> and then, uh, then Crip Because Mac blood talk is not enough for you. And then Crip Mac will call you a custer, too. <laughs> the problem is, when my mom got fucked and got rabies, the dude that fucked her was my boy, A.D. Ooh. 
<laughs> he put the hurt into her. Put the squirt into her. Pokemon Go. He put the squirtle to her. Mm-hmm. They call me Batman. I put the Tim Burton to her. Mm-hmm. He's a crip. He rocking squirtle blue. <laughs> Lush rocking a lot of green. He looked like a turtle, too. Facts. <laughs> Facts. And I also look like a fat Pee Wee Herman, too. You might be German, too. Um. <laughs> but you look like the last waiter that served me food. And you look like one of the Nazis in higher learning, fool. <laughs> Man, I'm fresh. Up. <laughs> About to go fig and serve some dudes. And then uh, I'm going to catch your bitch on the rebound like Turkaloo. And I might go to plug.com and see some nudes. I might watch Family Matters and jerk off to Urkel, too. God damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, Any type of jerk will do. And, and I'm a... <laughs> And I'm going to eat Laura, Laura's pussy. I'm talking Laura? about... Hold on, hold on. Laura? Whoa, Laura's not going like We're talking about Urkel. Urkel's bitch Laura. Okay, okay. Come okay. on, fool. Hey. <laughs> I was about to say, you took this too far, Lush. And I ain't saying I robbed Duno mm-hmm. when I say I jerked a foo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we out. NoJumper.com. Get tickets for our L.A. show at the Novo. No homo. Josh working for the Popo. Damn it, I'm going to be rapping the whole way home now. And Lush is on the flyer because bitches bounce on my dick like a Lolo. He off the meth. His mood up and down like a yo-yo. And AD's weight is looking like he just ate a bunch of (laughs) ho-hos. And you look like every day of your life you're a hobo. The reality is every day of my life, I'm selling cocoa. I got your bitch playing my dick like a guitar solo. Ooh. I heard you let Saucy Santana hit and you kept it on the Lolo. Ooh. <laughs> that ain't my bro, bro. <laughs> All right.